It's the Who's Your Sophisticated Show Question all the things that you know Steve likes the weed Steve likes the weed Tell about DMT The DMT Who's Your Sophisticated Show The Who's Your Sophisticated Show Losers with the drinks Sophisticated blasphemy It's the Who's Your Sophisticated Show Question all the things that you know So let's set our minds free For the singularity It's the Hoosier Sophisticate Show The Hoosier Sophisticate from Hoosier Sophisticate. Let us all remember we are only as good as our last breath. This morning, I want to do a little guided visualization meditation uh, by the the wonderful powerful Baba Ram Das uh, so if you don't mind uh, let's settle in here uh, we're gonna meditate for about 10 minutes and uh, for some that's gonna be a new experience uh, if you're new to the show we try to open the show uh, with a, with a, with a meditation getting our minds right uh, and so uh, let's uh, let's get this thing started. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for for choosing to start your uh, your day with the Hoosier Sophisticate Clan. For some of you, even the term meditation is an alien term. It's part of the balancing we're trying to do between getting out in the marketplace and cultivating the inner quiet space. So first, just get here. Just breathe gently and sit with what you're experiencing at this moment. If you experience tiredness, let yourself be tired. If you're feeling hot or cold, if you're feeling the seat underneath you, the sounds outside, don't push anything away. Just be with what it is. But keep coming back to what you are directly experiencing in this moment. If your mind takes you on a train of thought, when you notice that, just come back and experience the floor under your feet or the air on your cheek or the presence of the person next to you. Let your mind not hold on to things, but just be. Thoughts arising and passing away. 
Noticing which sensations present themselves to you. The horn, the feeling in your leg, maybe an agitation. Perhaps it's a memory, or it's a judgment about yourself or something else. Just notice it and be with it. And let it stay or go as it chooses. Noticing if the siren comes into your consciousness, let it be there. Don't resist it. Don't grab hold of it. It comes and it goes. Notice that what you were noticing as much as two minutes ago is already gone. Thoughts, feelings, sensations, memories, plans, crossing your awareness like clouds cross the heavens. Clinging to nothing, just being at rest with what is. If there is agitation, just notice agitation. Whatever state of mind, whatever feeling or thought or sensation, neither clinging to it nor pushing it away. Just coexist with all of it. Just be with it, just as it is. There's nowhere to go. There's nothing to accomplish. There's no merit. It's just this. Just this. Feel the awareness as a vast ground like the sky. And all of the thoughts and sensations and memories and plans and qualities of mind and judging is clouds that come from who knows where and go who knows where. Identify for a moment with the vast sky, this vast presence. It hears everything, and yet there is no effort. It's not doing anything. It's just being. How little time we acknowledge that in us, which is just being. Down, do, down, boom, bing, do, dang, ding, ding. I can't see anything. This joke doesn't get old, guys. The sound doesn't work and a guy's staring at the camera. We forget what we're doing every day. How are you? Good morning. Hopefully you're just being, like the great Ram Dass says. Because uh, that's all we can do, right? We can just do that. be. Just be. Just be where, where you need to be at the time you need to be there. And do it uh, the way you need to do it. That's, uh, that's what we're doing. That's what, that's what we're doing. Give me a fucking come on with this. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. How are you? Is it the table because it's too good? I think it's the it's the too good table. Sorry, sorry, we got nice stuff. I don't know. Sorry. Sorry, your cheap Logitech. Yeah, sorry, sorry, your cheap Logitech. This is your cheap Logitech, pal. Mine's even worse. Mine's some other brand. Mine's like that fucking on with two ends brand or oh, something. That's good shit. That Walmart brand yeah, that. They yeah, we bought two of their fucking plugs yesterday to fix our camera. They work real well. They got some, you guys bought 
Only one that they got, bud. It's the only micro USB that they got, micro HDMI that they got. Good Why morning, guys. Uh, let's see. Uh, Herfy wants to know how's your little peepees doing. Herfie, don't worry. You know, Herfie, you don't you don't talk you don't talk about my peepee like that. Don't worry about my little peepee, Herfie. Uh, want to uh, start the show with some well wishes to uh, Jessica Evans, one of our favorites. Her pop is uh, going into surgery today. Don't you do it, man. You're, you're fucking good you're luck. Wa- you're waging war against the. Against all the clans that aren't the Brown clan. You got a lot of clan talk this morning. A lot of clan talk this morning, bud. Clam? Clam. A lot of clam talk? A clam, too. Uh, nice mood lighting. You know, Bruce, I don't know if that is a Bruce, sincere... Bruce, it's the worst lighting in the I don't, I'm saying, I don't know if that's a sincere thing or not. Uh, sending out love and positivity your way, Jessica, as we all are. Uh, I'm yeah, not. It's, uh, I mean, you probably should. It's I'm pretty. Ser- it's a pretty serious deal. Uh, uh, yeah, I know, but the, like the whole like, yeah, I'll try to send out some good vibes. Yeah, do whatever you want. Isn't that what love and positivity is, bud? I wish that worked. It can. The power. It can work. I am going to send out positive vibrations. I just can't get so butt hurt about what when it doesn't hurt when, when it doesn't work. Not in this situation. Jesus. Not in this situation, guys. But in overall, I wish I could do more to help. She right, says, like, uh, shut up, Steve. Okay. Just shut up. Okay. Actually, I'm, d- I'm said, digging myself a bigger hole. I shit, get it. Actually, she said shit up. So oh, I can if do you that. could do a handstand and shit up, that nope. would be awesome. No, it's going to come on me. I've, I've You've tried that before. We've seen I've that shit one. while standing up. We've seen that one. It's You're like, old. Uh, there, there was an old man. I don't want to send anybody down a rabbit hole that might... Uh, freak them out. Uh, I was going to say Tub Girl. I don't know if you're ever familiar with uh, Tub Girl, but it was uh, the nope. most horrific image to ever be on the internet. Uh, look you look like that movie with uh, Sandra Bullock. What Bird Box? It? Is that what it was called? Bird Box? I never watched it. I'm just seemed, really trying to. Seemed dumb. If you take away other elements, uh, other um, abilities, it'll, get it'll heighten your other abilities. So by taking my vision away. Now it appears to be very dark in here. Very, very dark. Craig broke our camera, guys. Yeah, Craig and Mike try to sabotage um, kind of everything we've ever built. Um, so we got the webcam. Yeah, yeah we're making do. And we have a webcam. It sucks. We're, we're nailing just doing, it. We're just doing what we're everybody else it. is doing, bud. Oh, God. Oh, no, not so Tub Girl. LOL. No. Bluntman gets it. He knows what I'm talking about. Bluntman gets it. I don't uh, know what Tub Girl is. Oh, I mean, if you, you want to see it? I'll look it up. <laughs> yeah, do it on your phone. I don't want to do it on my computer. I Who knows what it. kind of fucking spyware is attached to that. Are you trying? To, are you doing the whole show blind today? I got. I'm heightening my other senses. Um, I can't read any of those. Yeah. Help me. No. Here, let me just help you. Let me just help you, Pud. Yeah, I wonder if someone's still paying on the uh, on the domain. Nope. Would appear not. It would appear not. Go, Daddy. Got it back. Uh, it would appear. It would appear not. Well, I bet I can just find it right here in the images. Are you ready for it though? Because you know, there was a time on the before the streaming. Internet. I've seen everything. Yeah, I've seen everything. All right. 
Oh, let's find it. Oh, that's actually, that's a remake. There's nothing that'll make Hang on, that's a remake. That's a remake. That's almost, that's actually an, that's an art installation. That's paper mache. Very good. So as you can imagine, uh, it's actually a human being uh, that is doing that in a tub. And um, it's a fuck, there it is. It's a bullseye. It's a bullseye. It's an absolute bullseye. It's an absolute bullseye, uh, and that's when I think of shitting up. That's what I. That's what I think of, and and you know what what goes up, Steve. It must come down. Uh, so you've seen everything now. You hadn't seen everything before. You'd gotten close to seeing everything before, um, but I'm glad I could share that with you. It was one of the uh, one of the uh, one of the great fucking jokes to play on your buddies. They leave their computer. You're in a little. You got your all your computers land up, and a land party guy goes, you know, goes to drop a deuce or something in the bathroom as he runs away. You go, you change his desktop uh, to Tub Girl, and then uh, and then you pull up whatever program it, it was that uh, that uh, he was using. A lot more times than not for us, it was something like Counter Strike. Uh, and then whenever he gets done playing and he closes it down, bam, he's assaulted by Tub Girl. Um, I've seen it a hundred times. One of my favorite things going, we would do that. Nothing says good morning like tub girl. Ricky gets it. Ricky gets it. Is there a video? I don't believe so. Um, Like I said, this was, this was pre-streaming internet. This was. That's weak. And actually, I actually think it's a little more impressive to be honest with you. Cause somebody's sitting there and they're having to get a lot of, they're having to give, get a lot of snapshots. I hated old pornos that was going on the whole time. Or like, I'm just trying to watch these people bang. I don't need to like a fucking photo what's the deal with camera. that who's yeah, doing it. that like in, in 2021 who stop is who's looking at the stills but <laughs> i understand maybe having a good thumbnail for a video but but like when they're in the middle of the most hardcore act that's not going to be used as a thumbnail anyway what are you what are you snapping pictures about bud i mean i get i get snapping pictures i guess what kind of camera do you have where it's still making that kind of noise Oh, no, no doubt. Yeah, you're not like, it's not like, like you're capturing it on film. You got like one of those old school bulbs you got to hold what, up. Yeah, what are you doing? Like uh, like killed the royal family and King Ralph. Or like Back to the Future. Remember, you're a big King Ralph guy? Back to the Future too, of course. King Ralph was great. I don't remember it, but I remember he had a I remember I kind of crushed on the, and it, this was the beginning of my uh, Cockney kink where, you know, like girls that speak with a Cockney accent, boy howdy, do they make it go... But uh, and I remember it was because of the gal. She was kind of baby spicish in King Ralph, um, and, and I don't know that she was classically attractive. Uh, but she she checked a few boxes for me as a as a as a wee a young lad, um, and I just felt like you know because John Goodman was from St. Louis, like kind of by proxy, I was that much closer to this sweet sweet Cockney trim man. Uh, Let's find out what this broad's name was. That was made in 91. I'll be darned. I will be darned. That didn't get the accolades it truly deserved. No, it really didn't. It really, really didn't. Um, I'm going to say it was this gal right here, this Camille Kodori, I think is probably who it was. And uh, You're going to have to describe her to me. I, I will. Uh, her name was Miranda. Uh, yeah, she's, still a, she's still a very lovely... Uh, well, you've seen her. You've seen her in stuff. You've seen her in stuff before. Uh, not a bunch of stuff, but you've seen her in stuff. Uh, let's see here. She now here's now she's in a show called King Gary, which I think is kind of a fucking slap in the face to Ralph. As long as we're putting it all out there, 
Um, she's in a show called Edge of Heaven. Uh, I'll, 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 um, I will give you this gal's uh, uh, her stats. I guess I don't know. Uh, a very, very pretty blonde gal, big eyes. Um, oh, apparently she's in the. Uh, no, she's not in Bridgerton. Someone told me to watch Bridgerton. Um, yeah, I, I kind of remember. I would say she's uh, uh, buxom. Buxom is how I would. Uh, That's how those English. Yeah, babes buxom were. and uh, you know, kind of a tight face. You know what I'm saying? Like sorry, pursed lips, almost. Rainy. Uh, real big eyes. It's rainy over real there. Real big eyes. It's rainy. It's rainy and uh, uh, keep a little thick. Yeah, got keep a, a little, little meat on. on yeah. <laughs> That's what happened. I've been there. Uh, she's Jackie Tyler and Doctor Who for a while. Damn, I've been there. Uh, they, they get thick. Uh, she's a marple. Yeah, she, you know, she was... The uh, guys are twinkish and the gals are a little thack over there, man. Over there? A little thack. Yeah, but the, the guys over there... Fucking. Yeah, that's why, Hi, that's why, hello, they, that's Michael, why we fucking beat them in a war I'm with the Michael farmers. I'm Michael Owen. I am Michael Owen. Does anyone remember me? <laughs> Who was Michael, Michael Owen? Michael Owen. I played for Arsenal, maybe Liverpool. Mm-hmm. I was a pretty good soccer player. Oh, excuse me. Football? Football player. <laughs> Hi, I'm David Beckham. I remember the first time I heard David Beckham talk. And I was like, oh, he talks like this. This. That's not bad. That's a good that's a Hi, good I'm David Beckham. I'm David Beckham. <laughs> I'm also a bit Kiwi. <laughs> feel like feel like David Beckham uh, David came Beckham. From New Zealand. <laughs> it's two E's with David Beckham. David Beckham. David Beckham. <laughs> 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 Oh, yeah, they talk like friend. that in England. Nobody has a Nobody voice. That, though. Nobody's like, hey, man, I'm from fucking England. Hey, uh, hello, mate, I'm from England. And if they do talk like that, they're fucking making it up. They're changing their voice to sound deeper. Because everyone knows everyone in England talks like this. Hello, sir. There's a little side conversation happening in the text line about you today, Steve. Uh, Kush Coach says, why you look like you're about to rob someone, which this would not be the most effective way to rob someone. No, I can't see shit. Yeah, like unless like this is like some kind of, unless you're really trying to spike the football on how good of a mugger you are. Yeah. You're like, I'm such a good mugger. I'll do it blind, man. Give me your wallet, idiot. And then they ran away, and I'm like, hey! And then Kush Coach asks, uh, are you hiding a giant mushroom print on your forehead? No. No. This is awesome. Oh, there you go. Yeah, pull that gator up, bud. Oh, dude, this is a cool look. No mushroom print for me, bud. Coach Coach says, trying to keep cum out of your eyes, huh? I'll give you a mushroom print. He might get recognized from D.C. Were you in D.C.? That was the guy that was in D.C. You would never know because there was a million and a half people there. There was only like, there was only 150 people there. Yeah, we've only seen four of them on TV. But you'd never know if I was there. Mostly peaceful protesting, I think. Sure. Mostly. I don't know. I, I, I'm not the Cush arbiter of, 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 I'm not the arbiter of peace. Cush coach. Oh, dude, he's got to be terrified. Oh, right if there was a faceless maniac grunting oh, my name for you. in the morning, oh. after I climaxed, I would be pretty scared. Ring, 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 ring. Hello. Uh, hello, this is Kush Coach. Hello, this is Kush Coach. Kush Coach. <sighs> oh, my God. <laughs> 
<laughs> there was five people. The rest were CGI. I knew it. Everybody knows it. Everything's a deep fake. Dude, I saw some videos of uh, like a handful of the last few Trump speeches, and I think they were deep fakes. I'm, 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 I'm all in. I'm all in on the craziest theories you could possibly get. I, it's deep fakes. It's fucking robots are running the show. Uh, the art of the Abramovich chick is eating kids and feeding it to the celebrities. Uh, I, I just got nothing to lose. Believe in any of this stuff. I got nothing uh, to to lose. I got no time to dissect it all. No, you got you got plenty of time. Not to dissect all that. Well, you're yeah, you do. You're gonna die, so make some time. I don't know. I don't know about that one, because ew, that's where it gets you. It gets you going down the, uh, you know, gets you going down the. I'm listening. The 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 crazy train. Gets you going down the uh, the land. Oh sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you got, and you got to be careful going down the land. You got to be careful going down in the land. Motherland. So you don't want to do that. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> Conspiracy theories. <laughs> yeah. Conspiracy theories. What? What's all that about? What's that about? What's the What's the latest conspiracy theory? Are there any good ones? Uh, the some of these part. Have you seen like the? Um, there are no conspiracy theories anymore. Uh, you can't find them anymore. That's what. How sucks. about have you Have you seen the like oh, some of the taking them down? The parlor. See that That's the other thing. You take parlor away from me. You take a lot of really great fiction away from me. There's You're some, on parlor. No, but the people, like, there's, uh, hang on, let me see what I can find here. Parlor uh, theories. Let's let's try that. Let's try that. Let's see what that comes up with. Uh, you can't find any conspiracy theories anymore. Like, YouTube used to be the spot. Yeah, what's the deal? Like you know, our friend uh, Future Farmer said something today. She's like, you know, all these social media uh, giants are going to be, they're, they're really going to miss uh, all their content creators when they're fucking... Their side is nothing but a billboard. Um, but I'm not sure they will because nah. now it actually makes money. They weren't <clears throat> making money on it before. They'll just before. buy the next thing we do anyway. Um, so apparently a lot of people have left Parlor and gone to uh, Telegram. Are you familiar with Telegram at all? Yeah, I, it's a thing, piece of paper. I think, I think that's tell, probably a little different. Sell back in, uh, they used to send it to each other back in the day. Let's see what we got here. Telegram, it's like a messenger. I think it's kind of a uh, signal-esque, right? Mm, Telegram. Mm, Telegram. Um, And so uh, apparently they're like just overnight 16,000 people jump on Telegram. Uh, There's a a one giant Telegram group. We have 178 people on Twitch, so. Dang, bro. Same diff, parlor. same diff, parlor and Telegram. Telegram. The Democratic Party elected by with Camel. No, one hundred seventy-two. I'm gonna, nah, I'm gonna leave that one alone. There, I'm gonna catch myself and got to be real careful about reading stuff as it pops up. I was just reading something yesterday about what he predicted. Who JFK predicted this, and that's why he was killed. What? That's kind of cool. That's kinda, predicted what Telegram? Uh, just I think where we're at. More than anything, um, do you remember that time that you had a, like a conversation with uh, Mundrin about like all the crazy shit that's coming down the line? Nope, I do. Uh, I th- I'm going to go back and rewatch it 
No. Find out all the fucking things that he lied to me about. Uh, guys, it's not too late to call Adam Bundren at 2.30 in the morning. Um, no, we can't. He's done. He's no, out. That's We're why. Done. Now now is especially no when I want you to call him. No I want call you to, him I, If all of you could just do it kind of in a line. One of you calls at 2.10. One of you calls at 2.14. One of you calls at 2.18. Um, well, he won't even answer the phone anymore because he... Because he's a, he's a sellout that anymore. works nine to five. He used he us. Only works he used Working us. nine to five. He used us to for to get himself greener pastures because it's really as most do. This That's good. A, this good real estate agent was like, "Oh my god, you're on Hoosier Sophisticate, the morning show. What the fuck are you doing?" Um, and he goes, Those "I guys need you here." And he's like, "Well, I don't. I'm not. I only specialize in late night." Yeah, it seems like a weird thing to add to your arsenal, and they're like, "Yeah, but she's like, yeah. we have we have plenty of people that work daylight hours." You just around got here. the Hussoff bump, bud. Yep, just like so, Oprah. it's just like Oprah. Um, just like the Oprah bump. What's a good song to sing to someone when they're leaving? So kiss me and smile for me. Na 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 <laughs> na 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 na. Hey, hey, hey. Fuck, fuck you. you. <laughs> Just kidding. Congratulations. Yeah, great. Good job. Congratulations. Uh, turns out there's a lot of people chirping about us here, bud. A little Ooh. behind the scenes, other groups. Oh, I'll have to show you a little bit later on. A lot of people chirping about who's sophisticated and just how many cages that they've uh, they've rattled, bud. Really rattled some cages over there at the uh, Sweet Leaf Studios, those fellas at Mycelial Media have. Uh Really drawn a line between them and corporate cannabis, you know. And um, well, it is what it is. I feel like uh, we've probably put our guy Jason in a couple of tight spots. <laughs> it ain't, it ain't, it ain't nothing. A whole, bu- a whole bunch of tight spots. He says he keeps trying to get me to get him into some tight spots. Mm. It's all he talks about, for the love of God. He actually talks about you getting into his tight spot. I know. Spot, it's, into it's, his tight spot, not getting him into tight spots. No, he wants to get into tight spots as well, if you know what I mean. My butt. Well, let's see here. I'm going to get back to tight, this though. text line. It's not that tight. Oh, Alan, he's been going off lately. Love Grokashi, but stay away from those posts. Alan Atkins from Grokashi posted a meme saying the JFK thing. It was made up. He was testing Facebook. Oh, that's fun. That's fun. Uh, ZF Warlith uh, and uh, TJ1A2A34A2 uh, both uh, want us to become famous uh, by by buying followers, primes, and views. Gross. Uh, so, fine. Double blessed from Herfy. Look at that. Herfy's calling them out. Herfy says, hey, thanks, thanks uh, uh, ZFWARLITH229T and TJ1A2A3A4A2. Thank you, guys. We can become famous with with their help. We're not famous already. (laughs) I have to wear this to hide the fame. I just fucking, these things are the greatest. I can't believe I went my whole entire life without a Jew's harp. I know. Couldn't have waited just a little while longer. No. But at your funeral, I'm gonna fucking play it. Oh, I'm gonna that's be, the I'm gonna be one amped. time I'll be happy to hear it. Yep, that's the one Just time to see I'll everybody be like, fuck a till a twelve yeah. minute song, a twelve minute Jews harp solo. They're like, that's a bold move. That's and they're like, that's him. exactly what that's what killed him. That's exactly that what Steve would do. He would he would make us that's sit here and listen to a twelve minute journey 
Uh, you know, just try to fucking sit down, shut up, and listen. Be entertained. That's all we're asking. Just hang out. That's all we're asking. So, how'd you sleep, pal? Oh, good. I don't know. Yeah, I need a bed. Right you, you need like a new bed, or you need a bed now? No, like, I'm just standing. Like, do you have a nice sleep? <laughs> like coneheads? It's been an issue. <laughs> I like couches. Dude, me? I'm a couch sleeper. I need a couch. I'm a couch sleeper. I actually, it's one of those things, you know, uh, you know, if I'm going to take a nap or something, I'm never going to go and nap in my, I'm never going to get up, go to my bedroom and nap in my bed. Nobody wants to do that. I want to, I want to sink into my couch with fucking something stupid playing on the TV and I just want, I, that's where I'm going to take a nap. That's where I'm going to take a little nap. I like to have my back against something, I guess. Oh, that could be it. I like that. My dad had a great napping couch. Oh, I like a good, I like a good oh, napping couch. Fuck me. I used to have a real. I don't have a recliner oh, anymore, but man, I used to catch some real quality Z's. Not a recliner. recliner guy. Oh, I'm a recliner guy. You got to be a fucking idiot to enjoy a recliner. No, I'm a fucking recliner guy. I'm. I mean, dude, I'm 73 years old at heart. Sure. Uh, you know that. You know that. Sure, um, but there's just like there's one comfortable way in a recliner. Unless you're a child. Unless you get like a good recliner, yeah, a big in which one. case you can sleep on your side. You can. Mm, oh yeah. No. Oh yeah. You dude. can. You sure certainly can. Just not conducive for it. Sure you can. No oh, yeah. Recliners are great. Mm, I just the only problem overrated. is like those fucking recliners that don't go fully back. What are you doing? What are we doing here? If this thing ain't that's fucking laying out flat, well you're wasting. I think my it's time. rare. I think it's rare when well, they're done. Well, that's flat. what I'm saying. You got to get you a good one. When you got a good one, oh buddy, the world is your oyster. That's where I'm living. I'm going to plug this out. I had my grandma's old one. And it like went back like this far. I'd be like, it's like yeah, whoa, that, now I'm reclining. It's like, it's like the fucking airplane seats. Whoa. I, who, who, are, who, who are they Who are they doing a favor? With and it was hard. Guy? Like, you know, they're acting like I, I should be kissing someone's ass. There it is. They're acting like I should be kissing Licking someone's, someone's ass. Like I should be kissing their beanbag or something. Because I can recline uh, an inch and a half. You're not doing me any favors. You're not doing me any favors. That's not. That's not bad though. At it's not it's good. Better. It's not good. You fly often. You big flyer. Me? Are you yeah. talking to me? You, you, you a jet setter? Um, no. Why? <laughs> uh, probably one reason is being poor, and the other reason is lack of. T- Discipline, probably. Lack of self-discipline. Lack of self-discipline keeps you off the planes? Probably. Yeah, I get it. Probably. I get it. I like driving. I love driving. That's the one nice thing about Missouri is we're a day's drive from just about everything. Just about everything. I mean, you know, unless you want to go to California or something. Who wants to do that? Uh, Then you're going to have, you know, a couple days in it. But get enough of that Missouri go fast, you could probably get there. Yeah, Missouri's good. Missouri's great. I love it. For state driving as well. Tell you what, following you and uh, and uh, Brian Kessler as you rode your bikes across the state, I just can't believe I have deprived myself of driving across 94 all this time. What a fucking, what a gorgeous Gem. little slice of Missouri that is. Of, of America, that is. Of the world. It's the greatest might I say. road in the world. It's the greatest road in the world. Great Wall of China. Great Wall of Vagina. <laughs> yeah. That'd be sweet. Can you imagine you that? You can see it from space. Can you imagine that, man? 
What a great wall of vagina. Yeah, man. Just a whole like like a Jeffrey wall. No, actually, I can't. We'll try. Is it one big? No, 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 no. Di- it has to be multiple. There's no one big one. Yeah, one big. What a long weird one. shaped vagina. If, if mm-hmm. we did, come on, get it together. Mm-hmm. Get it together, bud. It's a long, it's long skinny rid- one. It's an absolutely ridiculous. One giant vagina has mm-hmm. a wall rather than like multiple. Now you're in. It's being shaped insane. like you're the wall. Being insane right now. It's shaped like the wall. A vagina. Well, vaginas in the wall are shaped. Even then, even that's a very strange shape stretched out that long. It's very, very weird. Not if you're looking weird. at it from space. I mean, that thing would have to be equal. I mean, it would have to be so tall. It would have to be like the no, tallest. No, it's got to be wide. What? Yeah, we know that. But if you, if it's just wide, it's going to look weird. It's gonna. Mm. It's not going to function like a vagina. Know. You know. I don't, I don't, I'm, I don't not, know. I'm not trying to, like, vagina shape shame you here. I don't know. I like long vaginas. What guys say? You're a long vagina guy. All right, fair enough. Kink shame. I crash on my couch routinely. Super, Remember when every dad dreamed of the day he got a lazy boy? I, yeah, I think so. They even got a recliner with a built-in mini fridge. You can put a six pack of water in it in case you get thirsty. Mm. My dad always talked about when he gets a new lazy boy, we aren't allowed on it. I, I, I mean, you know, is this a nine-year-old texting into the show? That's Kush Coach. Kush Coach can't sit on his dad's. No, recliner. he's not allowed to sit on his dad's recliner. He just said it. Was he eleven? Uh, is Kush Coach only eleven years old? That might that makes so, so much sense. <laughs> it does. He's it like that a ton kid of from sense. the goods. It makes a ton of sense. <laughs> 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 oh, that's fucking great. I'm gonna uh, fuck that kid. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, settle down. That's a that's a, that's a weird thing, weird thing to say, that's but a man, that's not funny. That's that's uh, you got to see the goods. It's one of my faves. It's it one really of my, makes sense of that last thing. Uh, Kush Coach says, uh, nope, I'm only 10. <laughs> I'm only this many. <laughs> I'm this many. Um, this that means many. you're breaking community standards, and I'll ask you kindly to get off of Twitch before I call your parents, sir. Yep. Ten and a half, don't sell yourself short. All right. Fair enough. Oh. Ooh, is that spin good? Does spin real good, like? I don't know. I'm just using my other senses. Um, if it's spinning. What else is going on today? I'm gonna find out what's what's the news of the day. Let's. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull something going on here. Good morning, uh, Morgan Volner. How are you, sir? Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. You you dream? You a big you a big dreamer, Steve? Oh God, let's not get into there. You keep. I'm asking you. I've had some weird dreams. Really? Yeah. Like what? I can't uh, let's break down your dreams, no, bud. No one wants to hear about are they, dreams. Are they hard pee-pee dreams? Are they hard pee-pee dreams? Yeah, are you waking up with a hard pee-pee? I always wake up with a hard pee-pee, bud. Oh, good for you. That's something to celebrate. That'll be the day when I really start knowing. <laughs> that you've, you've turned the corner? Like, oh, that you're fuck, heading into the fucking end? anymore when I wake <laughs> up. Damn it. Oh, damn I don't get it. morning boners anymore? Come on! Uh, um... Morning, little pee pee. Morning, pee pee. Oh, see, this is my wife's trying to kill us. Uh, Parasites spread to humans by pet cats linked to brain cancer. Fuck. About 40 million people in the United States are estimated to have a parasite called Toxoplasma gondii. Now, I've heard of Toxoplasmosis. Is that the same thing? Uh, the parasite, which is infamously spread to people from their pet cats, was not previously known to cause notable medical issues for humans 
Uh, but now, ominously, new research links the parasite to an increased risk of brain cancer. Yep, toxoplasmosis, or the disease caused by toxoplasmus gondii, parasite seems to coincide with an increased risk of the brain cancer glioma, according to American Cancer Society research published Monday in the International Journal of Cancer. Uh, study probed two existing data sources, an American Cancer Study and the Norwegian Cancer Registry's Janus Serum Bank to compare the prevalence of glioma and T. gondii antibodies in patients' blood samples. They found a pretty clear link between the two, though the new study can't, be, can't by any means determine whether one causes or increases the risk of other. Well, that sounds like it's a whole lot of nothing then. To that point, this study certainly doesn't demonstrate that cat ownership comes with an increased risk of cancer. Rather, it seems likely that the two conditions are linked somehow or that one somehow might make patients more vulnerable to the other. All right, well, that's a fucking, that's a big nothing burger. Cats are going to kill you. That's the moral of the story. Uh, Los Angeles is running out of space to store dead bodies. This is how it all starts. Um, 79% of Americans think the U.S. is falling apart. Um, and what did the Blues do last night? They start last night? Big game, 5-4. They won it? Uh-huh. Who was the, who was big for us? Uh, Falk. The new guy? No. no he came in last year. Mm-hmm. Falk's good. Was he, no, was he a Washington good. guy? Was he, or not, yeah, was he a Capitals? Carolina. Carolina. Okay. He was a Kane. Um, I missed the game. Well, you're too busy, uh, too busy, uh, I don't know, playing acts of insanity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right on. Well, that seems that like a good, good waste of time. That's okay. You're an adult. What happens on sports doesn't matter. It just sucks. I, <clears throat> there's no DVRing it. Any, I don't, there's. What's the point, right? You're going to hear. Well, there's the, no channels it's on right now. Either. What is that about? Uh, well. Uh, and even NHL streams on Reddit is down. Oh, I got another one for you. I'll send so, you a link. The Billis? No. One, two, three, that one right there? No, I got you. I got you. Okay. I got you. I got a good one for you. What about Twitch? Is it still on Twitch? You might find it on there, but I saw that uh, with that new fucking uh, COVID relief stimulus, uh, there was something pinned in there that anybody that does that and is caught is going to do like 20 years or something like that. So. Oh, Jesus Christ. Isn't it from Slugs Outdoors? Shit, where does the parasite come from? Litter box, outdoors, mice. Uh, Yeah, sure. I think all of the above. I actually think it's from the litter box. That's why they say, you know, if a mom is pregnant, don't uh, don't let her be around shit and cats. I think that's the old adage. Uh, if you're pregnant, don't be around shit and cats. What um, the fuck? Can you, do people put their kitty litter boxes outside? I don't think so. Why? I mean, not a bad play. Uh, some people just have indoor cats, pal. It's my biggest beef with cats. If we're... Yeah, cats are... We're being uh, honest. You know, everybody's, uh, you know, really. Cats are fine. They're fine. I, actually, I, I, fuck, miss won me over. My two cats, I fucking love those little bastards. They fuck with you in the morning? Uh, only when I'm up. Like, they oh, don't, they okay. don't fuck while I'm, you know, with while I'm fucking. As soon I'm as sick. I get up, well, we have to lock ours out, out of our room. And Otherwise, she'll come and sit on your nose. She'll just do fucking, she'll lick her asshole all night long. And I'll just be like. Does that keep you awake? Uh, it's not fun. Like do little little stuff like that. Cause I can, man, I could sleep through a fucking. Oh, I'll sleep through fight. anything. I could sleep just... through a firefight, but getting, but it's getting to sleep. That's the hard part. Jenny, I accidentally woke up by opening my eyes the other day. So. <laughs> 
switch. We'll try and do it a little more quietly. Sorry. Dude, um, <laughs> you fucking think you can keep your loud ass eyes down? It was my lashes. They hit the top of my skin. <laughs> <laughs> fucking uh, echoed throughout the house. That's awesome. So that's I should be more great. considerate. That's fucking great. I stole that joke from a guy on a, on a TikTok. Oh, well, dude. Okay. I'll give him his props. So I'm a little irritated with myself for not getting on TikTok two years ago when I thought I should, but I went ahead and uh, I got one. And, you know, as, as the great Gary Vee says, you know, you go, what you do is you, you go and you consume content for 10 hours. Uh, what? You got to consume content for 10 hours before you even think about making a piece of content on that platform. Okay. Oh, and so I started, man. And I think four minutes was about as long as fucking... Uh, uh, <laughs> If I have to do it four minutes at a time, it's going to be a long time before I get 10 hours in. There ain't no way. Uh, so, um, yeah. So I started, I, I, I opened up TikTok worst. the other day, and it's tough. It is tough. Um, I'm going to get in. I'm, I'm in. I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm going to do it because that's what it is, because right now that's where the value is in reach. Versus Facebook, versus Facebook or Twitter or anything. I don't know why it's this is the opposite of value. No, that's where you're wrong. You see, because how you build a how you build a following, how you build a community, is you go where you can still where the gates are still open. So sure. I'm gonna have to do that. Is this thing is this thing charge? Uh, it's not, but you can take it for a while if you'd like. Well, will it go charge ahead. It? Yeah, it'll it'll charge. Just I just want to show you something. You don't have to say that you don't want to allow it or. What the fuck did that just say? How do I get this? Thank you for plugging that into my pod. (laughs) Is that a Siri setting? Is that a new, is that like that, is that why Apple's updating the, the operating system? Thank you for plugging that into my butt. Butt is what she's, bot. Butt. Butt. Somewhere it's. Thank you for plugging that into my butt. Okay, well, I'm I'm with it. I'm I'm into it. Uh, pretty cool news on. uh, (laughs) Pretty cool news uh, on the front that I care to talk about. Um, The UFC. Yeah, while everybody else is still figuring out whether or not their athletes can smoke cannabis or use cannabis, uh, the UFC is investigating whether psychedelics can help fighters with traumatic brain injuries. TBIs, uh, for those in the know. The Ultimate Fighting Championship has a bit of a problem on its hand. Letting two fighters bludgeon each other in a ring tends to lead to serious brain injuries, not unlike boxing and football. Now the UFC is partnering with Johns Hopkins University's prominent psychedelics research lab to see if mind-altering drugs might be able to help remedy fighters' brain trauma. According to ESPN, work hasn't begun yet. The UFC and Johns Hopkins have reportedly been in touch about potential projects for the past few weeks, but those projects could help reveal new therapeutic uses for psychedelics like psilocybin or DMT. Preliminary research suggests that psilocybin might be able to help treat conditions like depression and eating disorders. News about similar research is what prompted UFC President Dana White to direct other higher-ups in the company to reach out to Hopkins in order to further explore whether psychedelics might be able to help UFC fighters who got hurt in a fight. Dana said, 
hey, find out what this is about, UFC President uh, of Health and Performance Jeff Nowitzki told ESPN, to see if it does help with some traumatic brain injury, addiction, mental health problems. We want to be on board, and we want to be first. Well, that's good. Traumatic brain injuries uh, are unfortunately common among UFC fighters, according to ESPN, and a growing number of athletes are opening up to the public about the challenges they face and their desire to improve conditions within the sport. He's not the first, and he's definitely not going to be the last, White told ESPN regarding one such athlete named Spencer Fisher. This is a contact sport. Anyone has ever done this when they were younger, myself included, is dealing with brain issues. It's part of the gig. Of course, the simplest solution to the problem, which wouldn't involve drugs at all, would be for the participants to stop punching and kicking each other. But that seems far-fetched. You know, try our new Zion Shroom Tech pre-workout drink. Filled with psilocybin. That'd be fucking awesome. Uh, MIT's making a hybrid electric plane. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm going I'm to pass on that. As soon as some bitch gets hit by lightning, you gone. You done. Can other planes get hit by lightning and be okay? Oh, yeah. It happens all the time. It happens all the time, bud. And that wouldn't hurt an electric plane? Or would hurt an electric plane? I don't know. I, I'm just making that part up. What the oh, fuck do I, I think the guys at MIT probably have a better yeah, idea I than I do. But, like, I but yeah, I would think it would hurt something that something. runs on an electrical. I saw a uh, solar-powered plane. You saw a solar-powered plane? Went all the way across the world or some shit. For real? Yeah. Is that real? Yeah. Huh. I'm planning on getting a ton of fitness and nutrition content on TikTok, easy marketing, and it shares to the other medias I actually use. I was really hoping you'd talk about the UFC fighters and mushrooms. There's a couple issues I'm curious about because as of now, those substances are all banned according to WADA and USADA. Um uh microdosing with lion's mane i feel can help repair our brain after a seizure my brain can take up two to three weeks to come back to normal if i microdose it shortens that recovery time well that's certainly part of the stamet stack right it's uh psilocybin lion's mane and niacin uh so maybe add some li- uh some niacin to that um that protocol that you're on there kush coach and you might even see a little bit better uh results i believe uh, the way that that works is the niacin, uh, it flushes your nerve receptor. So it, it pushes everything to the tips, uh, where the, uh, the lion's mane is helping actually grow the, the neural network and, uh, psilocybin is helping it fire. So, you know, maybe add a little niacin to that, uh, to that stack brother. And, uh, and you, uh, you might, might see a little bit, um, uh, more success with that, I hope anyway. Nowitzki is also the guy in charge of enforcing drug testing, so I'm curious to see if they allow this treatment and also allow a therapeutic allowance for testing. Nice. Uh, also, uh, <clears throat> if your mom started a lion's mane regiment last night, she has chemo brain real bad. I think someone was saying, like, it takes eight years for chemo to leave your your system, I guess. Uh before you're back to, you know, before you're back to, to, to normal. So, uh, we got a hundred messages. I don't know how much Steve's willing to, uh, get his dance on. I don't want him to hurt himself cause he can't see anything, but I will happily do it in his place.
See, I don't want Steve to break anything. <laughs> oh. Kimo fucks you up. She's on year five, I think. That's hard, man. Um, you know, uh, I think when we get back, we can... Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm liking. I'm liking the. Uh, I'm liking the. Uh, what's the. What's the. The pace that we're running this morning. We got a nice. We got a nice little mile pace going this morning. So, I think it's about time we give you uh, these commercial. This commercial break and uh, disregard most of the commercials though. No, disregard all of them except for James. James. Uh, Sweet Leaf. Sweet Leaf. Uh, uh, Denison. Denison. Uh, Native Hemp. And Bo. And Bo. The rest of them? Disregard. They're out immediately. of here. Disre- <laughs> they, are not, they do not represent us, and we do not represent them. Uh, we'll see you on the other side of the break. Welcome back. How are you? Uh, let's see. Let me pull that chat cam back up so I can see where we're living. So disregard Ms. Marketing. Eh, you can regret, regard whoever you want. Everybody that we've worked with, we would happily uh, send you to do business with them. So, uh, so I've tried a lot of antidepressants, and my doctor wants me to look into alternative therapies, and I was wondering about esketamine treatment. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, um, I think that that is... Okay, so S-ketamine is just, uh, uh, it's a different isomer, right? So uh, the reason why S-ketamine has approval is because it's something that pharmaceutical companies uh, can still make a great deal uh, of money off of, uh, R-ketamine being the, the, uh, the other isomer that is also possible. So ketamine was discovered, I believe... In the late 50s, maybe early 60s, uh, primarily as a field anesthetic is what its primary use was. Um, and there are and uh, there are places here in St. Louis that offer uh, ketamine-assisted psychotherapy uh, for depression. It is very costly. Um, but with that being said, two of my favorite, uh, three of my favorite people in the world have credited ketamine with uh, healing something inside of them. They didn't. Uh, they had. They didn't plan on ketamine healing. If that makes sense. So, uh, if you're dealing, uh, I was just kidding because Ms. Marketing was the first commercial that played. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, go go to Ms. Marketing. He'll. That'll take care of you. Uh, so I've tried a lot of antidepressants. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, yes, I would, <laughs> I'll tell you this, um, you know, we talk about <clears throat> DMT and how powerful it is and, uh, how weird it can be. Um, but I'm not sure anything's been weirder for me than, you know, uh, the, a, a deep ketamine trip. Um, but with that being said, ketamine's got this, uh, this thing where, on the backside of it, the clarity on the backside of it is really um, therapeutic in and of itself. 
So, uh, yeah, I would if if uh, if if depression is something that you're consistently battling, I would seek out ketamine therapy for sure. Um, I think that uh, the the only issue uh, with ketamine that I have versus a lot of other uh, psychoactive substances, psychedelics, uh, dissociatives, things like that, is that there is a um, there's a good possibility, there's a chance that you will, um, you know, that, that you can build a dependency on it if you use ketamine too often. Um, and it also does, it wreaks a little bit of havoc on things like, and this is at extremely high amounts and using it often, it also uh, can spell um, a little bit of trouble for your bladder and things like that. So uh, as far as which one is more effective, I would say that ketamine is, pro I wonder about MDMA and psilocybin assisted therapy too. Is he sick? Which would be a better treatment therapy, ketamine or MDMA or psilocybin? Uh, I think all of them are different. Uh, and it probably does depend on the person. <clears throat> um, let's see. It, from personal experience, how can I differentiate the three? Ketamine is uh, it's a dissociative, first and foremost. Uh, because it, you know, it was, it did, was developed as an anesthetic. So I feel like being a dissociative, uh, that's something that kind of really separates you, uh, from your, from yourself, from your physical self. And what's weird is, is on ketamine, you can be having an experience, you can be having visions or whatever, right. And be seeing those and having that experience and also, uh, a split of you or a second part of you is experiencing you having the experience, if that makes sense. So uh, ketamine can take you out of body while you're still in body to a, <laughs> it's a very strange thing. So it's like if this camera was on me and then there was a, 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 a or if I was wearing a camera here, and allowing everybody to see it, but also there's another camera shining down on me, kind of watching me watch everything. That's kind of what ketamine's like, and I feel as though that is something that helps give a lot of perspective. I think the healing thing about psychedelics is the way that they expand our perspective. Uh, and so each one of these different uh, plant teachers or chemical teachers has a different way of doing that. I feel like that is ketamine's uh, you know, that is ketamine superpower is to kind of really bend your perception so much that when you come back uh, and your perspective so much that when you come back, the things that perhaps made you depressed, um, the things that, that made you sad or anxious or, you know, all of a sudden they don't seem all that weird or insurmountable anymore. Um, MDMA is a heart opener. Uh, and, uh, I feel as though, uh, now I haven't done MDMA assisted psychotherapy. So, um, so, you know, with MDMA, I feel like there is, I'm not sure what's going on in the other room. It's a bit distracting. Um, Give me just one second.
Okay, sorry about that. MDMA is a heart-opening medicine. Uh, one of the biggest issues is, is as we talk about psychedelics, uh, I wonder which is more effective. Hard to say which one's better or worse, but I think it really depends on the intent and the setting, of course. Uh, so, Anyway, uh, MDMA is a heart-opening medicine, and uh, one of the buzzwords in the psychedelic community right now um, that makes it more palatable for, for people is the idea of microdosing. And I cannot, I cannot accent enough that you should not be microdosing MDMA. You should be properly dosing it. You shouldn't be overdosing it either, but um, MDMA itself... Uh, actually is more likely to exasperate your anxieties and potentially your depressions or anything like that if taken if taking less than a threshold dose. Um, I haven't done it assisted with psychotherapy, but what I have seen from personal anecdotal experience is uh, people with a larger capacity for empathy while on MDMA. People willing to talk about harder things. For instance, uh, like it was actually developed as a couple's tool um, and uh, as a couple's therapy tool. And what MDMA maybe allows you to do is communicate things that are hurting you uh, uh, in your relationship or communicate things without the anxiety or the fear of bringing those things to light. Um, and especially when there are a couple of people working towards it. So, uh, I feel like with, if you're asking about depression, I would look to things like psilocybin and ketamine before I would MDMA. But again, MDMA is not uh, just my own fucking, you know, personal experiences. It's, it's not my favorite. And I don't think that it, um, I don't think that it's as powerful as either of the other two. I think it's great. I think people have a much easier time loving one another on it. I think people have a much easier time communicating on it. Um, but uh, I would say ketamine is probably the, the better tool there. And then psilocybin, um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, high-dose psilocybin is as powerful a medicine as you can, uh, as you can come across. Um, and, you know, people have – it's – I mean, all of this is – you know, you need to be entering this. If you're trying to take psychedelics therapeutically, you need to enter it kind of forgetting what people have said is scary or the silly trip stories that people have told that, that have been parroted that, you know, they swear is, 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 is as real as the, as the Volkswagen sized catfish at the bottom of table rock dam. Um, or the, the guy that thought he was going to trip too hard. He was going to, he's going to use a glass of orange juice and he was going to spill. It's, it's not real. Um, and, uh, you know, and you need to fucking, you need to take the medicine. You want to do the work. If you're trying to do something that's big and hard, you need to not be afraid to do big and hard work, um, and not try and, and do the bare minimum and expect to be successful at it just like anything else. So, uh, I think psilocybin assisted therapy is also great. I think right now in Missouri, the only legal modality, as far as you going and sitting with a uh, licensed therapist is ketamine, um, but there are people available who, if you're trying to do this work uh, kind of alone in order to absolve themselves from any 
uh, potential illegalities or anything like that. Uh, there are uh, nurses and therapists who offer kind of an integration uh, session or an integration service that uh, helps you kind of put together the experience itself. All three of them, uh, all three, and you know what, if one doesn't work for you, move on to the next one. I think that was the most frustrating thing about, uh, you know, watching this, uh, what do you call it, um, uh, magic medicine documentary was, you know, they're given the most depressed people that they could find in all of Great Britain, um, basically two and a half grams of mushrooms, which they considered the threshold dose. But they basically treated it as if a dose is a dose is a dose, no matter what size person or, or, or how, how you know, big of a problem that they have. And to see it not work for them at those smaller doses and knowing that there is no LD50 of psilocybin, like you're never going to overdose on psilocybin, especially in a uh, controlled setting with therapists. It's just it's very frustrating to be like to see people be like, eh, didn't really work for me, you know. Um, there's a lot of things to take into consideration. If you take SSRIs or any kind of mood stabilizers, you want to be off of them for a good while, two weeks to a month before you try and do any of this therapy. And that right there is going to be super hard. So there's all kinds of things to take into consideration. But, um, if, if you're kind of, if antidepressants aren't working for you and you're just looking for an answer, then I would definitely say seek out, you know, uh, psychedelic therapy or ketamine therapy for sure. I bet 10G would change their minds. Yeah, 10Gs would change a lot of people's minds. Uh, a vigorous wank would do the trick, too. Uh, I think he's just slow to wake up today. I bet 10Gs would change. Yeah, let's see. I'm pretty sure he's doing that now. I'm not sure where we're at on all of those. So. The chicken off. It's J-Off talk on the chat line. J-Off talk? I love J-Off talk. It sounds a little too much like Jay Hawk Dog. I heard that, bud. But I like the Jay Off. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who doesn't like the Jay Off? Hit me over. Hit us up with your favorite jerking off memory on the text line. There is no LD50 for psilocybin. Uh, psilocybin, technically, and this one really gets in the craw of the cannabis. I'm gonna, you know what? I decided to, this morning I'm only calling fecal oil RSO and I'm only calling cannabis marijuana. So uh, oh, there's absolutely no is a, LD50. Is there's absolutely no LD50 for psilocybin. So this one's really going to get in the craw of the marijuana community. Uh, but psilocybin's safer than uh, marijuana. And uh, based on just about every study, psilocybin is the safest illicit. How are they uh, ca- quantifying this stuff? Uh, that is based on emergency room, room trips, trips yep. deaths. Um, well, there are you know, no deaths in either room. Right, exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah, I mean. It's, but it, no one's going to go to the emergency room on mushrooms. People are more prone to be like, I ate too many ate edibles. Too, yes, yes. I just, I, I do think there is a danger to psychedelics. I mean, just for my own. Oh, there, there absolutely like, is. I think that. Uh, I mean, uh, you can break people on them if you want to. The U.S. government has proven that. Yeah, but fuck. I mean, you're talking about years of daily use, and even then. Well, I uh, think even some of those studies, they just fucking dosed them up without them knowing it. Yeah, that could that could get them somebody up forever after that. Like they had anxiety and shit forever mm-hmm. after that. Like just a li- I mean, then they were trying fucking hundreds of different drugs. It wasn't even just LSD. But on that last documentary I was watching, they did all that MK Ultra documentary. They were talking about uh, how much it could. So I don't necessarily think you could smoke someone out 
and then or dose them with THC and then mind fuck them like you could with psychedelics. Uh maybe not, not even, but not even close. but you could also, you know, introduce daily use, they become less productive, less, you know, uh, and, and lie to themselves about how much better it's making their lives, and actually they're you know they're they're failing everything around them because they're not high or they feel like they can't get high, but really they just never come down. So I mean, you know, I think that th- that's that's something that the cannabis industry never wants to talk about, um, but it's it's a hundred percent there. What uh, that people smoke weed and become unambitious? Yeah, unambitious, uh, unproductive. Um, yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Like that's. You don't think that's the person? You think that's the weed making a successful person uh, unsuccessful? Well, that's, I, that, that, that's, that's ridiculous. That same argument goes exactly for for psychedelics. It's not the medicine. It's it's well, it's the person. It's it's their mindset going into it and everything. Oh sure, but yeah. psychedelics are so much more powerful than you got cannabis. that right, Jack. What? You got that right. Fuck yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, I've tried to make weed seem like a light psychedelic before. And I can't get there. Oh, I have. I mean, I, high, high dose, like I said, you know, I, I don't need to pair it the same thing, but high dose cannabis is fucking, God, it's so much more psychoactive. I mean, not even psychoactive, just anxiety inducing, uh, uh, feeling dangerous than, than, and that, and it's just, that's my chemistry, right? Like, it's not the weed, it's not the psychedelics, it's just how my body reacts to either one of those. I say it all the time and I still mean it. I'd rather eat a 10 strip of acid than a thousand milligrams of cannabis. That's just me. You know, uh, I could function better on one than the other. Not that I'm trying to function on either one of them, but, you know, that's kind of where I'm at. I, I have, I've been in a spot where, Dude, on on super high doses of edible cannabis, like I I shouldn't be in public. I shouldn't be trying to communicate with people. I damn sure shouldn't be operating machinery or anything like that. Like, not that you would want to be, do that on psychedelics either, but but I'm never taking psychedelics like that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm never just eating acid on a Tuesday at 10 a.m. You know, like I'm not doing that. Uh, but there are plenty of people that that start their that start their days, you know, uh, getting stoned or eating massive amounts of, of cannabis, and that's their baseline, and that's fine, it's totally fine. But um, I think that's probably why you see more emergency room trips on that than you do on the other, because I think that people, uh, you know, using psychedelics are doing it more mindfully than than people that are using cannabis. Um, <laughs> Were you not? Did you skip the twenties? What? Did you skip your 20s? No, I didn't There's skip. no one doing psychedelics mindfully when I was 20. Oh, I, 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 that's pretty much. 30. No, that's pretty much my, I mean, I didn't, a matter of fact, my, because I did them for fun uh, in the very beginning. Uh, but even then, like, I, I knew that I needed to clear my slate. There are still fucking adult people that wake up and can't get through their day without smoking weed throughout the day. There's nobody doing that with psychedelics. I uh, doubt there's anyone who has a successful life who goes, man, I just got, I can't get out of bed because I'm going to get so fucking stoned today, dude. And they're, what? What, what, what is are you your, talking what are you, about? What point are you trying to make? That weed doesn't make people lazy? Weed makes people lazy. It's crazy to think otherwise. It, I watch it make people lazy every single day. Every so day. So you're referring to me? No. I'm talking about a, a score of cannabis people, of cannabis users, that it absolutely affects in a negative way. 
And, 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 and people not being able to be honest with themselves about it. Are you referring to you? You're the only, per- I'm the only person who hangs around with you all day and smokes weed all day. Oh, well, in that case, yeah, I'm referring to you. <laughs> yeah, obviously. No, I, there's, I, you think you're the only person I know that uses cannabis all day or that I'm communicating with that uses cannabis all day? I spend the most time with you. Oh, we can change that anytime you want. Uh, anyway, um, so, yeah, I, I, the, 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 what it's based on is emergency room trips. Uh, it's based on, uh, again, nobody's going to, to die now, although they don't take into consideration, and we can't test because we don't have any testing that shows when cannabis is actually present in an inebriated uh, person. We can only just say, oh, they've done it within the last month. Um, so it's, it's hard to attach it to any kind of, mm, say traffic accidents or anything like that, which I don't, again, I don't think that cannabis is, is dangerous really. Uh, uh, but I think that there are dangers to it that a lot of people are happy to ignore because of their own subjective experience. I mean, how many people do you hear say, I'm a better driver on weed? You're probably not a better driver on weed. Uh, probably not. That's, that's a story you tell yourself, and that's great, but you're probably not a better driver on weed. Uh, let's see. No, I get out of bed just to medicate, so I smoke a gram before 8.30 a.m. and work circles around people that mm-hmm. don't smoke. Yeah, there are, there are those people, for sure. Uh, there are absolutely those people. I've been starting each day with what I have left of CBD, CBG, just a small little quarter of a bowl with my coffee. Maybe not that much for me. And that's another thing is like there's plenty of people uh, who, who start their day with cannabis, who, um, you know, who get through their day with cannabis. There's plenty of people that do it. But I think that it would be I think it would be pretty short sighted to say it doesn't make a lot of people lethargic. What time you, what time did you get here today, bud? I get here that day, uh, that time every day. You're how old? Thirty seven. We've been doing this for how long? Uh, I've been doing it for a long time. Right. Uh, October 5th is when we started. Uh, Now, I don't know if you're not getting here on time because you're using cannabis or if it's just because it's something that uh, is is inherent in you. I don't know. I don't know the answer Well, in high school, I was late every day, never used cannabis. You didn't use cannabis in high school? No, I didn't. I didn't use cannabis when I was in high school either. I didn't. I didn't use cannabis when I was in high school either. That's a fucking weird thing. Is it? Yeah, it is. Well, what about if something goes wrong, and rather than fixing what's going wrong, you just got to smoke a bowl instead? So, like, the pipe is broken? Like when I was fixing my AC unit this weekend? (laughs) Smoking weed while doing it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. I, I think I feel like I saw a study that definitely showed driving reflexes are slower on weed. Of course you did, because that's, you know, that's of course you did. I'm not, and again, I'm not vilifying weed. We're just talking about psychedelics are better. We're just talking about the blind spots of the cannabis community. People talking about cannabis in a way that like there are that it is a panacea that there are no negative effects with it. That's it's it's a silly thing to say. It's a silly thing to say. No one said that. Plenty of people say that every day in, the, in, in all of the forums. Right now, no. Okay. No one said it. Well, somebody asked. Uh, you, you can bring you, up something someone brought, brought up one time. I think, I think, you, said, well, I think you said that there was, there was no negative. Like you, you, have, you think that psychedelics <laughs> are more uh, dangerous or, or p- potentially more harmful 
than than cannabis. And I would agree on some psychedelics when used irresponsibly, but I don't see anybody just waking up and smoking DMT. Oh God, yeah, there are, dude. We, there, for every person who is a lazy stoner, there is someone who abuses. Uh, who was it? For was every the, one of them. For yeah, oh sure. For and, every cannabis user, or for every person that abuses okay, cannabis, no, it's not there's, a direct number. No, there, it's not even close to a direct correlation. Um, who was it? There was someone who was. Oh, uh, Parliament Funkadelic. The guy used acid 300 days. Oh, ago. there's all kinds of people that do that. No question about it. But comparatively, no. No, otherwise we would already have a market for it, right? There would already be people capitalizing on this market in 37 states if there were that many casual users. We're getting there, but we're getting there having it coupled to psychotherapy. So it's not the fucking same thing. Right? What, what is not the same thing? Cannabis and psychedelics in general. Yeah. Not, no not the same thing. They and their use isn't the same thing. Or their potential, I mean, the they potential can dangers. Be used they can absolutely be abused. There are people. No, it can be used for therapy. There are. Oh yeah, cannabis. One hundred percent. There yeah, are people that. Both, there are people that put thumbprints of we're here. crystal LSD. We've gotten here. We've gotten here. Where we're fucking arguing about marijuana and mushrooms. Yeah. You got something else to add? I just do. I just do it for fun. Yeah, I know. I do it for fun. What do you do for fun? I do it for the love. For the love of the game, like uh, Kevin Costner. <laughs> I climbed under my house to fix a water leak on Christmas. Uh, if psychedelics were used at the same scale cannabis, what do you think this comparison would look like? Uh, the world would probably be perfect. I don't know about that. A very large group that abused ketamine. Ketamine is easily the most abused dissociative. No. Uh, because it actually has uh, addictive properties, right? But weed's not addictive, which I think is the fucking biggest farce ever. It's not physically addictive. Like if you're taking if you're taking uh, 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 technical terms and you're like, you know, uh, it, uh, your body doesn't build a physical dependency on it. Well, I, I, I would a argue against that because there are people who need it to function right in order to keep homeostasis this is the thing that we're talking about. But. If for people to say that they're not psychologically addicted to cannabis is the biggest farce ever perpetrated in the community. The biggest farce ever perpetrated. Yes. Do you, do you think that it has any? Uh, do you think it has any uh, psychologically addictive properties? Sure. I I okay. Yeah, I agree. The number of of uh, people I know who's. Uh, uh, happiness or m mood stabilizing depends on constant use of cannabis is is astronomical. I don't think that I don't I'm not I'm not fucking yeah it can be habit forming there you go well we use habit forming it's I think that's pretty much the the same the, we're, we're just calling it something different right we're calling RSO fico at this point. Cannabis can for sure be habit-forming. It's on the same level as sex addiction. 100%. You can be addicted to sex. You can be addicted to cannabis. I get it. I'm with it. I'm with it. Daily cannabis user for fucking 20-something years, bud. I'm with it. It's great. It's fucking great. I love it. I've, I've decided to fucking talk about it. And as soon as, uh, you know, we made some friends in the industry and everything, we told those motherfuckers where they could go, right? All right, so then we had to decide we were going to start talking about something different.
uh, or or just say what we fucking had to say about it, regardless of, of, of who took offense to it. So, you know, it is what it is. Activists plan to hand, this is the fucking best part, activists plan to hand out free weed at D.C. vaccination sites. Uh, the cannabis activist group D.C. Marijuana Justice, uh, I wonder why they don't call themselves D.C. Cannabis Justice, says it's going to hand out free bags of weed to people who get their coronavirus vaccine at some locations in Washington, D.C. Both the medical and recreational use of marijuana is perfectly legal in D.C., so DCMJ doesn't expect any legal trouble while it gives out its post-vaccine goodie bags, Motherboard reports. The ultimate goal is twofold, further incentivizing people to protect themselves against the evil COVID-19 virus and hopefully recruiting their grateful recipients into the fight for federal marijuana legalization. I want people to get the shots and to know they are appreciated for doing so, DCMJ co-founder Adam Eidinger told Motherboard. We also see the vaccination center as a place for education and outreach, as well as to mobilize people to let lawmakers know they want to protect and even expand home grow rights in the District of Columbia and to allow adults to buy and sell cannabis. We want to end the intense policing of black communities, too, as it's completely connected to marijuana enforcement to this day, Eidinger added. The Joints for Jabs campaign will begin as soon as vaccines are available to the general public, According to a DCMJ press release, along with the free bag, DCMJ will distribute cards with information on how people can call their representatives to fight for legal cannabis. But the call to arms shouldn't get in the way of a good time, DCMJ's other co-founder Nicholas Schiller said in the press release. We're looking for ways to safely celebrate the end of the pandemic, Schiller said, and we know nothing brings people together like cannabis. All I want to know is is how much money do these people have to be giving away $23 joints at a time? Um, let's see here. Chastity cages. That's pretty cool. There are internet-enabled chastity cages, also known as cock cages. Um, I'm a big fan of the cock cage. I like the, I like the power play of the cock cage. Um, all your base. Uh, did this sex toy really need to be an Internet of Things device? Would you wear a cock cage that could be controlled by the internet? I don't know. And perhaps the most wince-inducing example of why your household items probably don't need to be connected to the internet, we bring you the news that a hacker took control of internet-connected chastity cages and demanded a Bitcoin ransom before releasing their hostages. But first, let's take a few steps back. A chastity cage, put simply, is a cage for penises that's a popular accessory within the BDSM community. And as Motherboard reports, the good people at the Chinese manufacturer Kiwi decided to make a model called the Cellmate that's locked and unlocked through an app. And then a hack once, once underscored how the Internet of Things often suffers from horrible cybersecurity. Your cock is mine now, the hacker reportedly told one of the victims. Cage match. Thankfully, the hacker seems to have chosen the wrong time to strike. Victim, victims of the cyber attack who spoke to Motherboard said they weren't actually wearing their cellmate cages when the hacker locked them and demanded the $750 crypto ransom. Fortunately, I didn't have this locked on myself while this happened, a victim going by Robert told Motherboard. 
Uh, QIUI, I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce that, didn't respond to Motherboard's request for comment, but its cybersecurity flaws were already well known. Researchers first identified a security flaw last October, so perhaps it was just a matter of time until someone took advantage of it. Almost every company and product is going to have some kind of vulnerability in its lifetime. Maybe not as bad as this one, but something. Alex Lomas, the security researcher at the firm Pentest Partners, who audited the cellmate, told Motherboard, it's important that all companies have a way for researchers to contact them and that they keep in touch with them. That's hot. Uh, your cock is mine. That is one of the greatest. Alexa, jerk slowly. Uh, see you later, bud. Uh, laugh my fucking ass off. Uh, let's see what else we got here. It is hot. That is, I mean, I'm into it. I'm into, I mean, I don't know. I like the idea of maybe giving your, uh, uh, um, your dom, if you will, uh, your, uh, uh, you know, a key to it. But, um, you know. I, I like the, I mean, we're moving into a digital space, so if I can unlock it with maybe like my phone or something, if I can just wave it and, the, and it unlocks the, locks it, you know, I think that could be, oh, probably, I don't know if he did or not. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, I'm into it, guys. I, a few, you'll see, it was probably about 10, not quite 10 years ago, it was about seven years ago, uh, eight years ago. Um, I was in a long-distance relationship with my, uh, my, my now wife, uh, and, you know, to be fair, we were just, uh, you know, we, were, we, we, couldn't, we couldn't not just be constantly uh, texting each other, sexting each other, talking. It's a long-distance relationship, and you want to stay engaged, you know, and every now and then we would, uh, uh, you know, um, schedule Skype dates and, you know, do the whole thing. And, and we were, I was always talking about how great it would be to be able to, um, uh, oh, don't, don't have her worry about Steve. This is what he does. It's, it's okay. She'll be all right. She'll figure it out. We do, we do this about every three months. Uh, it's all good. He'll be fine. If he's not, then, you know, whatever. We'll figure that out too. Um, so, uh, yeah, so all I could think about was how great it would be for me to be able to actually control uh, a, a physical aspect of that relationship. And, and believe me, the mental uh, connection there uh, was as powerful and, uh, and probably as connecting as anything we could have hoped for as we, as we moved through this um, you know, uh, this, this long distance relationship and long to see each other and everything. But I was just, I was interested in developing an app or something that could uh, essentially hook up to it. Now, fast forward eight years later and teledildonics is all the rage. Uh, there are people, there are all kinds of apps and toys that connect to apps that allow your partner to control it from their phone or you to control it from your phone. And I just think it's fucking great. I think about all of the people that are working through long distance relationships, maybe maybe even uh, someone's deployed overseas uh, and, and their spouse is back home. This is a great way in order to uh, help them feel a connection with one another. Teledildonics is all the rage. However, uh, maybe in BDSM, maybe you keep it a little bit closer to home. Maybe you still go with the old school lock and key uh, because 
putting uh, basically just putting your 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 sex toys out there on the internet of things uh, when attached to something as uh, binding as uh, a cock cage, a chastity cage. Uh, you're putting your you're really hanging your neck out there uh, for as um, you know for for <laughs> you're really hanging it out there uh, and uh, and allowing well a hacker to claim your penis as their own. So I'm into it. I'm into it. Like there's, that's still a whole, uh, you know, a whole, uh, there's a whole nother, uh, kink attached to random people being, uh, able to control, uh, your cage. Uh, I'm just saying, I think it's, you know, pretty, pretty interesting. Um, you know, when we go out there, maybe do a little two FA out there, little E two E security. Yeah, no doubt. Or maybe, uh, you know, a CAPTCHA, maybe you got to, <laughs> maybe you have to click a CAPTCHA in order to make sure that the AI isn't running your, uh, make sure that the AI isn't running your cock cage. All of that's entirely possible. Um, so I don't know. Do you guys think a single speeding Cheeto uh, could destroy the, the International Space Station? I mean, if something goes into orbit, right, uh, we're talking about, uh, Fuck, how quick how quick is how quick is a pebble or in, in in this instance how quick is a cheeto uh flying in orbit so uh some little kid uh asked uh their parent uh whether or not one cheeto could destroy the ISS in a head on collision and uh the consensus on reddit when when this when this parent uh went to reddit with the with the inquiry was uh that the ISS would you should shut down a Cheeto, no problem. Um, but um, there's room for some debate over how much destruction uh, the cheesy projectile would cause along the way. It seems a little silly, but anything hurtling towards a space, space station at 9.3 miles per second poses a risk. So if something's in or orbit, it's working at, it's moving at 9.3 miles per second. Select all images with street lights before continuing. Yeah, get a little capture. No big deal. Wi-Fi is the glory hole. Uh, glory hole is actually our Wi-Fi password here. Um, space collisions are a real risk, and the ISS recently had to dodge out of the way of incoming space junk that ultimately passed within 1.4 kilometers of the station, which seems like a fucking far way to go. Neither NASA nor PepsiCo, the maker of Cheetos, responded to Futurism's inquiry by press time. I like that they reached out to Pepsi. They're like, hey, uh, can you make a Cheeto that'll bust up the space station? But they're like, uh, no comment. You'll have to talk to our lawyers about that. But the Cheeto would likely be less dangerous than orbital debris, in part because when Frito creator Charles Doolin invented the Cheeto in 1948, he probably didn't have hypervelocity impacts or space travel in mind. That seems like seems like you're taking some liberties with some information there. Uh, upon impact, according to the consensus view on Reddit, the brittle Cheeto would likely break down into a cloud of plasma and disperse. That makes a collision far less dangerous than one with a solid, compact object. Certainly, I would expect the spongy, porous, very low-density material of the Cheeto puff to have far less of an effect than a denser material of the same mass. A self-identified aerospace engineer weighed in on the debate. 
declined to share their real identity and professional affiliation due to security concerns of their job. Things get tricky when you bump things together so hard they, they turn into rapidly expanding clouds of superheated gases. Being in space would only make the Cheeto more fragile. Uh, the Cheeto would absolutely become more brittle in space. Many of the oils contained in the Cheeto puff would begin to boil off and evaporate in a vacuum, drying the unfortunate snack out even further and making it more brittle. This would be accelerated dramatically if the Cheeto were orbiting the Earth in direct sunlight, which could potentially cook, bake the thing into the just a hunk of carbon. Depending on where it hit, it may leave a dent, though more than likely it would just leave a bit of an orange stain, if that. I don't know. Really, it comes down to where the Cheeto hit the ISS. Uh, that seems seems reasonable. Uh, this person didn't respond to Futurism's request for comment, but did argue in the thread that the Cheeto probably wouldn't even dent an ISS module. However, it would be able to take out a solar cell or two if it crashed into a panel. At the typical impact velocities in orbit, objects are moving faster than the speed of sound and carry more kinetic energy than it takes to turn them into plasma. Critical areas of the ISS are prote protected by meteor or debris shields, Whipple shields. These are sheet metal spaced away from the module hull, air tanks, etc. So on impact, the object and part of the shield they hit are both turned into plasma and spray out in a cone. So the module hull isn't damaged unless it was a large object. And the solar arrays are the largest part of the station by area, but they are thin plastic backing with thin solar cells attached. They've been hit several times. All that happens is you punch a hole and you lose one or two cells. You saw that Reddit post? I think it's great. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have. What's going to collapse first? I gotta think that fucking. Uh, uh, you know what? What are Cheetos even made of? You got oil. Is it corn? Maybe. Uh, I gotta think that all of that shit is going to uh, break down before some some good metal. Did you guys know the exosphere, the outermost layer of our atmosphere, is thousands of degrees? You wouldn't know it, though, because the air is so thin. There would be no effect. So it's kind of like, kind of the idea uh, that uh, the sun wouldn't isn't even really hot. If you as you approach uh, the sun in the vacuum of space, it's not radi it's not putting off any heat. It's just radiation. It's our atmosphere that makes it uh, makes it hot. Cornstarch. There you go. There you go. What's going to collapse first? Structural integrity is important when ta when talking a collision. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. You guys doing all right today? I'm going to go to a commercial break here pretty soon. Um, we're just going to talk about a bunch of weird shit today. That's where I'm at. Um, a new trick. We're going we're gonna to talk about uh, a, a new thing. It's not to futurism. If you guys aren't, Denison Collard, uh, our, our lovely sponsor at Native Hemp Extract, where you can enter code HOSO at checkout and get, uh, uh, I believe, 20% off of everything. It might even be bigger than 20%. Uh, he turned me on to futurism. And boy, howdy, is, is it the stuff that I want to be talking about. And uh, there's a new trick that turns air into synthetic gasoline without using any fossil fuels. And I want to talk about that on the other side of the break. Stick around. Uh, some of these sponsors are still on board and some of them aren't. We'll holler at you guys later. Welcome back, Hoosier's Fist Good Show. What's up, guys? 
a lovely Tuesday morning, 9.15 a.m. Central Standard Time. That puts the coach uh, behind. Well, coach, you get up early to fucking do this one with us, don't you, bud? Uh, welcome back. I want to talk about uh, another cool little... Let's see what's, what's going on the text line here. Let me pull this up because it'll be a little easier for me to, for me to read it. Uh, have you looked into Mel's Hole? Uh, I don't know that I've looked into Mel's hole and I'll ask you to fucking mind, get out of my personal affairs, coach, coach. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. 9.3 miles a second is hauling ass. Yeah, I would say that's true. I'm worried. Uh, he's fine. We already talked about that. Have you looked into Mel's hole? No, that's a hell of a topic. No, who's Mel? Mel's hole. I probably know a thing or two about a couple of Meg's holes, but not Mel's. Get it together, Dennison. You sicko. Um, it's a never-ending hole some guy named Mel found. Hang on. Uh, found a hole and kept throwing stuff down to see where the bottom was. Oh, man, this song brings a smile to my face. I love it. A dude named Art Bell had a radio show, and he spoke with Mel about a hole in Mel's backyard. Says he let out 80,000 feet of fishing line and didn't hit bottom. Also said the feds took over the land. Also said a dead dog they threw in the hole came back to life. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, I'm gonna I'm I'm going to dive into Mel's hole, not literally but figuratively. I'm going to learn a little bit about Mel's hole. What a great legacy! Uh, 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 Mel's Mel Mel's legacy is one of a of a cavernous, never-ending hole. Uh, I dig it. A team of scientists seem to have developed a cleaner way of generating fuel for gas-burning cars using nothing but renewable energy. Okay. The new process takes carbon dioxide and water and then combines them into the fuel methanol using electricity generated from nothing more than the daily rise and fall of temperatures. And while methanol can be used as fuel in some cases, the drive notes it can readily be further converted into synthetic gasoline, giving gas guzzlers a far cleaner alternative to oil freshly extracted from the ground. Typically, converting carbon dioxide to methanol takes extremely high temperatures, but this team of researchers in the Chinese university system developed two-dimensional nanoplates that can harness enough electricity just from the temperature change between day and night. The system has only been tested in a small-scale laboratory setting, so the scientists only converted tiny quantities of carbon dioxide into methanol molecules. But after a few day-night cycles, the plates generated enough electricity to reliably fuck... I just lost it. I pressed the wrong button, guys. Uh, to reliably complete the process. Of course, this cleanly synthesized methanol will still burn and give off greenhouse gases whenever it's used. So even this new process wouldn't be as good for the planet as electrification and doing away with gasoline altogether. But that said, it offers a step in the right direction, vastly improving the way that fuel and the power needed to produce it is generated seems pretty tough. Maybe even, dare I say, unsustainable. So what else is going on today? And a dead dog. The dead dog part is... 
Meanwhile, the whole six foot deep with 80,000 feet of fishing line scattered at the bottom. Yeah, it's just it's just coiling. All of this fishing line is just coiling at the bottom. Uh, and this guy's like, there's just no end. There's no end to it, guys. I don't understand the dead dog thing. Uh, and what I'd like to think is there's somebody on the other end of this hole that just got hit by a random dead dog, uh, which is a little, little scary. Supposedly, they lowered a goat down. It came back up inside out. Uh, now I think you're fucking with me, Kush Coach. If, if we're being honest, I think you're fucking with me on this one. Um, I don't know that. <laughs> I, I don't believe that the goat came back inside out. I'm just going to say it. Unless, it. unless this thing operates like a, like a black hole in which it spaghettifies uh, anything that goes down through it. That's entirely possible, I suppose. Uh, I mean, I guess it's all it's all possible, right? Um, so, I don't know. Something pretty weird. Something pretty weird going on there. Mel's Hole. I'm into it. Uh, how about this? In 2019, archaeologists found a drug pouch in western Bolivia. It was made from three fox snouts neatly sewn together. The researchers revealed traces of bufotenine, cocaine, harmine, traces of psilocybin mushrooms, and dimethyltryptamine. The pouch's owner was either well-traveled or connected to a vast trade network, as not all of the plants once present in the pouch are native to southwestern Bolivia. DMT has been used for centuries across the globe, from the acacia trees in Egypt to the jungles of the Amazon. And by making these products, we want to show our respect to this ancient tradition. How fucking cool is that? Uh, we didn't really cover this uh, too much, but I do feel like maybe we should give it a, a second of time. Uh, and I don't uh, mean to uh, chuckle at anyone's demise. Um, but there was a man who made some psilocybin tea. Uh, he then uh, drew the psilocybin tea into a syringe and <laughs> injected said tea into his veins uh, that, um, that people... <laughs> Uh, that that they said uh, then 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 killed the man. So uh, several outlets reported uh, the story of a man who injected the tea made from hallucinogenic mushrooms into his body and developed a life threatening infection that had them growing in his blood. Uh, this reporting stem it stemmed from the January 11, 2021 publication of a case study in the Journal of Academy of Consultation Liaison Psychiatry, which described the case. The report concerns a 30-year-old man who made tea by boiling psilocybin-containing mushrooms in water before injecting the resulting liquid into his veins, something he did in an attempt to self-treat his opioid dependence and depression. Over the next several days, the authors reported he developed lethargy, jaundice, diarrhea, nausea, and hematemesis before he was found by family and taken to the hospital. While there, he experienced multiple system organ failure. One of the most viral elements of the reporting on this case is the claim that the injection of this tea resulted in psilocybin fungi growing in his own bloodstream. This, too, is a factual representation of the case. Cultures of his blood revealed that the species of mushroom he had injected was now growing in his blood. 
The man survived the ordeal after spending 22 days in the hospital, eight of which were spent in the ICU. This brings up a uh, another, um, this is, I think, something that we talk about with safe access to uh, all drugs uh, and, and, and understanding... Uh, Understanding why it's important uh, to have not only good education, but illegal, safe access to these different chemicals so that people know that that's not going to work. Uh, if you injected psilocybin itself, that would be, uh, or psilocin, that would be a different animal. But, but injecting spores into your body, never going to be a good idea. Breathing spores into your lungs, not a good idea. Don't introduce spore cultures into your body without uh, having them metabolize through your stomach. So um, don't do that. I don't know. That's, that's the best thing I can tell you. Don't don't inject tea. Don't make tea at home. Try not to inject much of anything if you don't have to. Probably not a bad idea. Probably not a, a, a super bad idea. So what else is going on? You can inject pure psilocybin but not mushroom tea. That's, that's right. I mean, it would be a... They, they they verify this story. I mean, there's some things that don't quite check out, like the fact that typically if you're boiling uh, anything, you're you're killing off spores at high heat. Uh, so it doesn't make a ton uh, of sense that all of a sudden there are cultures. I don't know if you guys know this, but psilocybin mushrooms in general are pretty uh, fragile. The environment has to be pretty well controlled, so not a whole lot and not a whole lot of things checking out there. Um, but you know, we can have a study like this. We can have news articles on this get shared everywhere as uh, as we get a little bit, you know, closer to legal psilocybin markets. Of course, you're going to see news that comes up uh, showing the uh, all of the potential pitfalls and dangers of these medicines. Uh, you know, if we're not careful and we let the, and we let those crazy drug heads, uh, drive the, the war on drugs. So, um, what else is going on? I'm going to end up, uh, uh, shutting her down here in just a minute. Uh, let's see here. Let's see what else we got. Mount Sinai Hospital in New York uh, just recently launched a psychedelic research center. We saw we saw the uh, the trend started with Johns Hopkins University. There's already some people over in England that were doing this. Johns Hopkins, I believe, I think the number was crazy. There was tens of millions of dollars uh, dedicated to opening up this research center. And if you are on Twitter and not following Dr. Matthew Johnson. He's my favorite Twitter follow. He's probably, uh, you know, actually in just the war on drugs in general, uh, I believe that what he has to say is fucking, it is super uh, uh, important. And he actually, you know, as, as much as he is um, focused on, on uh, psychedelic uh, studies and his Twitter handle is at drug underscore researcher. You may have seen him on 60 Minutes before. You may have even heard him on the Hoosier Sophisticate show when we were still over in uh, the 920 studios. Um, but I think that it's uh, really interesting. He has some really, I guess, I don't know, 
uh, challenging uh, thoughts about where we're at with the drug war, the importance of legalizing psychedelics and cannabis on a broad scale, but also what he talks about uh, with um, with with finding a, a, a legal, safe, accessible market to to opiates and amphetamines too. And I know that that triggers a lot of people, but he's got a pretty good read on uh, on what's going on there. Uh, and I'm, I'm just going to kind of give you a nice little, this is, this is just one of the fucking, one of the great posts that he puts out there. Any civil wars yet? No, I think we got, uh, one more day left before the civil war kicks off. If I had to guess, uh, the guy's handle is at drug D R U G underscore researcher. It's Dr. Matthew W. Johnson from Johns Hopkins university. He's a tremendous follow, follow. Uh, and, uh, so decriminalization, he says, uh, this was on January 15th. Decriminalization is supported by data and human rights. I'm concerned about focus only on psychedelics as quote-unquote good drugs, even more important to decrim heroin, coke, meth, etc., given the number of convictions. Focus on natural psychedelics is also concerning, as if Iboga was safer than LSD. If a bill is on the table to support decrim of any drug, it's a step in the right direction. But this good drug rationale is problematic. It's not about good versus bad drugs. It's about public health and human rights. The promising trials with therapeutics effects of psychedelics shouldn't be the rationale. All of these drug classes have therapeutic effects in the right context. Cocaine, opioids, meth, all have, provi- all have approved FDA therapeutic uses. None should lead to criminal records, prison, etc. Uh, he actually uh, talked about, uh, here we go, on his, in his next tweet, uh, he talks about the story that came out about the man uh, who injected this tea. So let's see. IV injected mushroom tea. Cubensis grew in the bloodstream. Mycelium likely grew throughout the entire body, likely making psilocybin in his blood. If he died, mushrooms could sprout from the corpse. Credit to the author's cited therapeutic potential and didn't use this insane case to fan hysteria. So, 17 years, he said, 17 years studying psilocybin, and this might be the most disturbing case report. I hope he lives. To say this was more dangerous than eating mushrooms or smoking DMT would be a massive, massive understatement. Yeah, man, just don't, don't inject things. Uh, just don't inject things, uh, that don't belong in your body. That's, that's probably the, the, the number one, um, thing that we can all, that we can all come, uh, come to here. So, um, check out Matthew Johnson. He was a great interview. He was fun. I totally shit my pants. Steve held down that interview, uh, really well because I was just as, you know, some people get too excited to talk to, I don't know, fucking professional athletes or musicians or whatever we get this guy on the horn and i had 1200 questions uh that i tried to ask him in one question uh and he answered it about as well as anybody if you go to hoogesophisticate.com you go to the audio tab there's some past interviews uh and you can find the interview with matthew johnson there if you want to see me do my best uh chris farley impression when chris farley was uh interviewing um when Chris Farley interviewed uh, Paul McCartney, that was pretty much me with uh, Dr. Matthew Johnson from Johns Hopkins. So, uh, other than that, guys, uh, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to talk about this morning? It's a Tuesday. Uh, they're always a little tough because we're here late on Monday nights. 
just putting in the hard work, you know, putting in the hard work. So uh, I think he died. Hang on a second. Uh, well, thank you, Kush Coach. I appreciate that. I think he died tripping nuts. Are they going to cremate him and throw a party? Huh. Uh, maybe. Maybe they should. They probably should. If I had to guess, they will. Perhaps. I don't know. Uh, it was posted in the group last week, and then it was posted, I believe, again yesterday. Uh, there is an awesome Hamilton Morris came out. Uh, his new season debuted um, when he originally covered uh, five meo DMT, which is coming from uh, uh, the Colorado River Toad. Uh, which contains high amounts of bufotenine. Um, he had originally covered this on his show, Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia, and he got duped. There was a guy who claimed to be the guy who kind of uh, studied that uh, vaporizing uh, uh, dried toad venom uh, brought you to this place. Well, that guy turned out to be a, li a liar, and then someone reached out to him and they said, uh, uh, you know, I want you to have a wonderful day today, Dennison, and we can definitely talk some stickers. Let's uh, let's handle that uh, uh, after the show. I got we got plenty of stuff to work on here, and I'm happy to do that. I got got some stuff for uh, for the cannabis industry rolling out. I made a delivery to uh, one of the local dispensaries yesterday for all of their gear. I got some pretty cool projects going with Aiden's Alliance, uh, and now we're going to get Native Hemp going with some with some stickers. Uh, in the handful of hour-long episodes, Hamilton takes a deep dive into substances such as methamphetamine. Uh, he explores in a positive light ibogaine, a drug derived from the roots of a shrub found in West Africa, and a novel form of LSD and xenon, a noble gas that has gained popularity in Russia and the Czech Republic as an inhalant. One of Morris's most astounding feats of season three takes place in the first episode, which focuses on the substance 5-methoxy-NN-dimethyltryptamine, or 5-MeO-DMT, a psychedelic compound thought to be more valuable than gold. The producer, director, and host of the show kicks off the premiere by doing something most journalists would rather avoid. He owns up to an inaccuracy in his work. I propagated a lie. Appearing much older than he is, invisibly if not comically tortured by his era, error, the initial scene shows Morris rehashing his worst mistake of all. In The Psychedelic Toad, the season two premiere, Morris incorrectly identified the previously unknown author of a famed pamphlet titled Bufo Alvarius, The Psychedelic Toad of the Sonoran Desert. The pamphlet is a guidebook of sorts which describes the toad and includes methods to harvest the 5-MeO-DMT containing venom found in its glands. Once collected, the venom can be dried and smoked, leading to a psychedelic experience that provides entry into a numinous realm of boundless white light. In the episode, toad expert Alfred Savinelli claimed to be Albert Most, the author of the seminal document of the amphibian first published in Texas in 1983. I propagated a lie, the host says to himself, while watching the 2017 episode playback. But by phone from Brooklyn, Morris admits there was a degree of intended humor to the opening scene. Part of the process of making something is you do your absolute best to fact-check and to carefully research things, which brings me to a point Jason and I were talking about this morning. We could probably use a real-time fact-checker uh, on the show. Uh, so uh, if, if anybody wants to uh, fact check us in real time, please keep us um, please keep us on our toes and keep us honest. We are happy to correct anything we might uh, get wrong. Um, 
Uh, part of the process of making something is you do your absolute best to fact check and carefully research thing. It's intended to be emblematic of the difficulties of reporting on anything. You can build up a pile of evidence for something that isn't true. And while Moore said he had carefully assessed his claim and received multiple reports from trusted individuals in the psychedelic community that Savinelli was, in fact, the author of the work, some viewers were quick to shout fake news at Morris's discovery. I don't want to give away too much of it. If you check out Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia, it's been shared inside of the Sophisticated Hoosiers group. I believe uh, maybe even shared it on the uh, psychedelic tab of our Discord server. Check out Hoosier Sophisticate on Discord if you're interested in uh, joining there. I would love it if we could all just move away from Facebook in its entirety and move the community to Discord and uh, leave it all behind. Just let that stuff go. Let's see what we got here. Kush Coach says, Missy's on some motivational shit. I'm loving it. Are you going to have her on the show motivating meditation segment or something? Uh, I would happily have my wife in here uh, to do any of that, and I think that she would be happy to do that. Uh, we just got to put it together. So uh, Missy wants me to makes me want to be a better human in all aspects. You know, she said something yesterday. Uh, you know, she took a little break from her coaching business and from her from her videos uh, in order to, um, you know, support what it is uh, that we were doing here and what we were building here. And without uh, her, I don't think that we have half the following that we do. I don't think the group uh, uh, is anywhere uh, near its best without her. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I would happily. Uh, feature anything that she wanted uh to feature on this show uh, at any time it's actually something she and i have uh we've played around with doing a podcast maybe i'll have her on the uh missouri psychedelic podcast which i need to uh kick back up as we've had some people uh reach out um as we're getting closer to trying to get uh, uh an adult use bill uh um, put forth or passed uh for cannabis we are also looking to decriminalize uh, psychedelics in general. And so uh, with that, there have been some people, uh, locals, some veterans and things like that, who want to come and share their story. And that was why uh, I started the Psychedelic Podcast it, it, to begin with uh, at all. And I haven't put anything on there for probably almost a year, um, <coughs> maybe six months. Um, and uh, I would I would love to feature as many people's story as possible. Anybody that is, uh, uh, you know, that wants to come and tell their story and we don't have to do a video, we can certainly just do the audio version. Uh, and uh, if you wanted to stay anonymous, we could certainly make that happen as well. Um, that is something that we're going to kick full time. Uh, I'm, I'm jaded because I feel as though we're having to go backwards to have conversations about medicine that we kind of thought that the uh, industry was going to take care of on the cannabis side. My partner was the first one to call it out. And there's been some people saying, you know, uh, that, you know, there's a lot of people that are all talk. They're just talking about RSO and not hanging their necks out. Well, let me tell you something. Uh, if my partner's anything but, uh, he's not all talk. He's laid his body on the line. He's, you know, his the, the sacrifices of time away from his family in order to, um, you know, help fam other families that need it. And, uh, and, and by showing, uh, you know, his kids that being good in this world uh, just looks like uh, taking a little bit of action. Um, so I'm not going to take kindly uh, to anybody who... 
um, wants to purport uh, that the only person nobody was talking about RSO. I mean, there's plenty of people talking about RSO, but nobody was really fucking uh, rattling the cages of any of these people who could potentially provide RSO on a legal market until he stood up here and said fucking candy isn't medicine. So if someone's got a fucking problem with it, then they got a problem with me. And I'll happily, uh, you know, I'm happily drug into that fight. We are blown away that we're having to have this conversation and that people that won licenses can be so aloof to the need that is currently, uh, um, you know, the the pressing need that that this state has for life-saving medicine. Um, And so I don't think that, I don't think that, uh, you know, it's too much to ask to make medicine available. Uh, and I would like to be able to move on from that so we can talk about these other medicines that are saving people's lives. And they don't necessarily have to be mutually exclusive, uh, but when it's a two-man show uh, and one guy's passion uh, lies one way and some shit's not sitting well with him and it's not making him feel good, uh, then, I, then I'm in. Then I'm in on fucking fixing that problem. Uh, and so I just need to make a little bit more time. Uh, Steve brought it up, and it needed the light shined on it. And thankful that he did. Well, let's uh, let's just say this: there are people, uh, you know, in other groups saying things about us. And dude, I mean, honest to God, it may be, you know, I I have another job outside of this outside of this thing. I'm doing uh, my job is one that for as much time that I spent doing this, I needed to find a way to justify that with my nine to five career. Uh, and that is by selling, um, you know, uh, 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 pro- promotional products and apparel and different ways to brand your business. It's what I've done. I've always been uh, uh, pretty open about wanting to do business with everyone. And, and the reality is, is that having a strong opinion about a lot of these people that I could gain a great deal with uh, by doing business with, who I made friends with over the last four years uh, and, and thought we were all kind of working towards a common goal, the reality is, is, is calling them out is, uh, has, it, it definitely negatively affects uh, other aspects of my life. But at some point, money can't be the only thing that uh, is 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 driving us uh, to to do something, and if, if something's not sitting right, and I mean, you can only you can only decide to share in so many parents' journey, uh, and, and ultimately have have it belittled, uh, have it belittled by by enough people as as not all that important, or have it kind of uh, ignored for the sake of offering what's being offered in some of these other recreational dispensaries around the country. Like, there is a disconnect here. We did this for medicine. Uh, You want to know why patients aren't attacking him? Because he's not wrong. The only people getting their feelings hurt are the people in the wrong. I I thank you, Steve, for standing up for strangers that need help. Thank you. I agree. I agree with you. They will always talk shit no matter what good, uh, no matter what good you try and do. You guys do so much, and the community definitely sees it. And you know what? Honestly, we're not – I mean – I'm not in it for an attaboy. That's the other thing. I'm not in it for an attaboy. Uh, I will happily, uh, uh, you know, he said, uh, my partner said something to me a long time ago when I got fucking fired up and started saying some shit. And I immediately after the show was over, I looked at him and I said, man, I don't know. I'm fucking, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, dude. Uh, I didn't mean to go off the handle like that. I didn't mean to. And he goes, you know, I'm never going to ask you to censor yourself. Uh, you know, and that's kind of always been our understanding as business partners uh, with one another is we were never going to uh, we were never going to ask one another to censor ourselves, regardless of, of what it did uh, for other, you know, for, 
for the other one involved um, in this fucking shit together, you know? Um, and it's tiresome, man. There's a lot of... I, I don't think that uh, the people that are here uh, don't know uh, what's kind of involved with, with doing that. Um, but I, I just want to draw a, a, a stark line uh, in between what some people are doing and what other people are doing. Uh you know, some people are, and, and there is nothing wrong with this. Uh, there are people who are enthusiasts who want to focus on the positive side of things, uh, who, you know, just want to, to deal with the fun shit. Matter of fact, my partner was one of them, you know, he was one of them. And I was just like, man, I just fucking love weed. I don't use it for medicine. I, I use it for fucking just me. I love it. And that's a good enough reason to, uh, to petition the government to allow us to do it. But if you're going to do it, if you're going to get it passed under the guise that this is medicine, then make the medicine available first and then just wow me with all of the other things that you can infuse THC distillate into. Then I will try all of your yummy foods and candies, man, and it will be so fucking great. In the meantime, get us the medicine first, regardless of how much money it makes. Nobody is pinching pennies at these. I mean, the, the, the budgets that they have for all kinds of for, for build outs and for and for marketing and for all this shit like and f straight up uh, that they're that they're being fucking taken for by by the people at the at the uh, uh, the, the, the front of the pipeline, the cultivators. Uh, nobody is pinching pennies here. Right. Uh, and, and so like to act like they can't afford to provide RSO because there's not enough of a market for it is fucking crazy. It's crazy. And so, you know, thank God Steve said, fuck this. I've had enough. I'm not interested in your fucking soda or your stupid social media post. I need some fucking medicine for some people. And once you get back to that, we'll help you out. We'll get, we'll fucking, we'll, we'll make some fun, engaging social media posts. It's great. It's great. But right now, you know, fuck how many... How many fucking parents are we going to look in the face and say, we got you, we're going to help you out, and then get them lined up with people who are making the medicine uh, and, and get it to them? You know, like, how many times do you have to do that before it's like, you know what, fuck, can the people with millions of dollars chip in here instead of the fucking couple of 30,000 heirs that are working 100-hour weeks just to fucking have this conversation? Yeah, have, your, have a weed review show. Uh, review, review the weed, do all of that, but also maybe take the time to uh you know talk about to use your platform especially if you're going to have them come and sit with you to use them to put them on the money and say here's where it is and don't answer questions for them don't say oh it's on the cultivators river make them answer the questions and then ask them what they're doing to hold those cultivators accountable that's what you can do and then go back to fucking you know talking about fucking how great weed is it's fine everybody can do that but as long as you're you know as long as you have their ear and you have patience and, 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 and people who know the healing potential of cannabis because we've all, everybody knows it for ever since, I mean, for fucking 30, 40 years, there have been hippies have been saying, Hey man, you know that we can, we can make fuel out of hemp. Hey man, you know, we can make plastic out of hemp. You know, anything that's made out of uh, paper or plastic or, or wood can be made out of hemp. Hippies have been saying that since the beginning of goddamn time. And now people are starting to catch on because they, because what a couple of fucking suits said it. Come on, man. You can do better than that. You can do that. You can, we can do better than that. That's all I'm saying. So, uh, with that being said, uh, guys, I've I've about exhausted my uh, my talk box. I don't know how much uh, how much more time uh, I can I can give to it. Um,
But this is what we're going to use our platform for. The show must go on. Uh, and um, and we can take it into our own hands. And right now, the way we do that is with education, with guys like with guys like Cush Coach, uh, with guys like Bo at Grow Active, getting us set up with our own home grows. We can do all of that, and we can find the education. It's just wildly frustrating, man. Like when you're sick and you're fighting against something, and maybe you don't even have a family member that's taken care of, like that that's a caregiver for you. You know, uh, the the where your brain should be at is fucking. You should be. Uh, telling your body, knowing in your body that you're capable of healing and focusing all of your energy on that, not making sure that you're cooking off uh, uh, enough grain alcohol out of your medicine to make sure that you're getting it on time. Let's try and take as many things off of the plates of people that are sick. That's where I'm at, you know. Uh, if you need RSO, I'll line you up with someone that can help. And you know what? And that's that's where we've been, Kush Coach, and I appreciate the the sentiment. And, you know, if you if you troll through, anytime we anytime we talk about RSO or, God forbid, we say RSO and call it FICO, um, the fucking height of pedantry is what I told a gal today. If, you're, if, if I'm talking about getting sick kids medicine and you're talking to me about preferred nomenclature, we're not having the same conversation. We're not having the same conversation. So, you know, fucking get on somewhere, you know. I know what fucking FICO oil is. I call it RSO because more people know it as RSO. Straight up. It's that easy. It's that fucking easy. And honestly, if you go and let's, let's, let's fucking let's liken it to pharmaceuticals. You have a pharmaceutical that you take that is helping you in one way or the other, okay? Do you give a single fuck the process that it takes to, to press that pill? Do you care or do you care that it works? Because that's the question. That's the question. It's the only thing that fucking matters. Anyway, guys, uh, I don't know, man. I think it's been pretty fun. Uh, and uh, I hope you enjoyed yourself. And uh, I will, um, I think we're going to wrap it up for the day and let it, uh, let it, uh, let it be. And uh, I just want to let you know that uh, I appreciate all of you starting your mornings with us. And uh, I appreciate everybody that makes this happen. I appreciate what the community does uh, for each other on a regular basis, trying to not only help. I mean, I believe we had uh, a, a Hoosier that was stuck out in um, uh, Washington getting some training. And, and turns out his per diem wasn't quite enough uh, in, uh, in Washington, where it's a, a little bit more expensive to do a little bit of everything. And so uh, the Hoosiers, no questions asked, just rallied and sent, sent this guy uh, – Sent this, sent this guy the uh, the cash that he needed to get out there, and that's just kind of what we do. Somebody asks for help, and we give it, not because we're expecting something in return, but because it's the right thing to do. And as long as we're aligning what we're doing, or as long as we're aligning our actions with our beliefs, uh, then we're going to keep moving towards something that's worth talking about. So um, hopefully all these little shows uh, uh, in between here and there um, – you know, they're, we're just we're just they're they're just the things to keep a little bit of place to talk about what needs to be talked about uh, while uh, we are working towards uh, or while we're trying to get to that next event where we all get uh, get together. I also want to shout out our guy Nate on cannabis. He's been great on Twitter lately, uh, and uh, I'm, a, I'm a I'm a big Nate fan. He's a good dude from the very beginning. Um, you know he's been uh, he's been trying to have uh, the right uh, conversations, and uh, so uh, he tweeted. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Here we go. 
Uh, three hours ago, Nate on Cannabis uh, tweeted a million bucks a week. The reporting from uh, at Tweet Grown In finds that the Missouri medical marijuana industry is primed for explosive growth as more and more facilities become operational in the near future. This is Mo Cantrade uh, tweeting this out. With sales already surpassing a million dollars a week in only the second week of 2021. And Nate says a million bucks a week. Meanwhile, most patients still struggling with affording medicine or finding access. They aren't tone deaf. They just don't give a shit. And uh, I can't say that I disagree. Shout out to Nate on Cannabis. Follow at Nate, N-A-T-E, on O-N, Cannabis, C-A-N-N-A-B-I-S. Because he's right. When people talk about markets, when people talk about what is there that's going to sell, uh, at some point, uh, somebody, it's, it'll be the greatest marketing ploy that anybody can ever put together. Somebody uh, comes in and says, hey, this is what we do. Yes, we offer these all these concentrates. Yes, we offer all of these edibles and all of these drinks and all that's fine. But we also uh, make available to the entire state of Missouri as much RSO as we can potentially make. And that person, the amount of uh, positive advertising and marketing attached to the first manufacturer that comes online and says, we're the RSO guys, um, I, I, I think that it would be very hard to understate how good or very easy to understate how good uh, that uh, uh, that would work as a market, and, and you know what? I don't. I don't even care if you're being dishon- If you're doing it for marketing, that's fine. Just make it available. You know, right now, what it appears like is that all of the masters, all of the, oh, and I, I call the license winner the masters, but uh, they they are confused. They are confused about what this market uh, uh, is is intended to be, and uh, it's imperative that we hold them accountable for that. Uh, you can't. You can't be a. You can't have multi million dollar invested into uh, these operations, uh, into these medical operations, and not know what the number one uh, medicine needed is. You, you just can't. They're, they're, they, they don't, it's not that they don't know. It's not a matter of ignorance. It's that it's very easy to be uh, redirected, to have your, your uh, goals assigned to uh, uh, your bottom dollar. And I get it. We all got to keep our doors open. We all got uh, paychecks to sign. I understand all of those things. And please believe me, make all of that stuff uh, available to as many people as possible. We really, really, I mean, all of that's great. Like I said, it's not that THC distillate isn't medicine. I mean, just like smoking a joint, we talked about it last night. Maybe it, maybe it does help with appetite. Maybe it does help with sleep. Maybe it does reduce anxiety. But when we're talking about cancer protocols, we're talking about needing full extract cannabis oil. So, you know, just don't, just, just don't play dumb because we know you're not dumb. None of you got to where you are. None of you have uh, have experienced the success that you have or amassed the fortunes that you've uh, amassed by being stupid. So don't play stupid to us. It's 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 insulting. It's insulting to our intelligence. We know you're not stupid. Be a little bit better. Yep, uh, Nate does have his heart in the right place, and I like it. Uh, Nate always has. What's up, Amber? How are you, um, guys? I'm um, I'm gonna shut this bad boy down. Uh, it's been uh, a lot of fun. Uh, thanks for tuning in with us uh, every morning from 7 to 10 and on Monday nights from 7 to 9 or 10, uh, just kind of whenever we get done. Last night was a weird one. It was a fun one. It was a weird one. We got to play our little game, Acts of Insanity. I always like to throw someone as sweet as uh, Cynthia into a game that makes you, makes you make fisting jokes. It was great. I loved how she actually, uh, uh, rather than just being like this to, to – uh, uh, 
uh, talk about fisting. She actually made Steve bend over and pretended that she was fisting him. You know, John Hendricks, I hope you're feeling fantastic this morning, bud. I want to double down on the uh, well wishes, prayers, uh, good intentions, positive vibes, everything we can possibly throw at Jessica Evans, one of our favorite, uh, one of our favorites in the Hoosier community, uh, uh, a gal that uh, makes a trip from Kansas City often. Whenever we have events, she makes the place better. Uh, her daddy's getting some surgery uh, today, um, and that's always nerve wracking. When one of our loved ones does, it's especially nerve wracking in uh, in times of COVID when hospitals seem like the most dangerous place. <laughs> you can possibly be uh so everybody uh just uh you know wrap uh, jessica in some warm light uh maybe just take a few minutes to focus on her and her dad and um just put everything we can into it because i do believe that it makes a big uh difference so we love you jessica uh guys uh it's been a blast um, thanks for, uh, thanks for suffering me all morning. I know it's, uh, maybe not as, not as good as when there's two of us going. Uh, but we, you know, we try, we do what we can. There's, uh, there's only, when there's only two guys on a team, uh, we can't expect everybody to be, uh, to be rowing all the time. You know, there is no producer. There's nobody else that can kind of step in for the give and take. So I appreciate you guys, uh, contributing to the conversation and, uh, yeah, man, I think that's it. I think that's it for the day. You guys have a wonderful day. We're going to get RSO to patience. We're going to get FICO to patience. We're going to keep rattling some cages and pissing off people along the way. And it's, it's just unfortunate that, um, it's, uh, that, that this is what's pissing them off. Because um, I don't know, man. I, I, uh, I stood with, with the guy that normally sits here. I stood with him, and I stood with the guy that owns this joint. And, and uh, a couple of other Hoosiers and a couple of other Sweet Leaf employees, Sweet Leaf shut down to do it. And it wasn't all that long ago we were standing graveside at a little kid's, you know, funeral. And, uh, and we've done that year after year. The washer tournament that uh, Brian Kessler and I with Spanish Society Outreach and, and the Vibe Tribe, uh, it's, it's always just tried to take people that we know or someone that we love, someone that they know, and uh, just hand them a stack of cash without all the bullshit. And, um, you know... Um, those are the things that piss me off. And I don't know. I don't know that we could have cured anything, but I know we could have. I know it could have been a lot easier to to get that baby some relief. And so, if you're pissed off because I'm I'm calling out your bottom line, well, fucking deal with it. I don't fuck. I don't want to fucking tell you. You know. So, um, as long as I you know. As long as there's patients that don't know where to get the medicine unless they know the right people, then we have a problem with our program, and we're going to fix it. You guys have a wonderful day. Uh, I'll sign off like I used to sign off in my lives in the morning. Why don't you get out there and suck the day's dick or its clip, whatever your sexual proclivity is. I hope that you live your life with the zest and fervor that only a sophisticated Hoosier can. I sure love you. I appreciate you spending your morning with me. And I hope you choose to make today a great day. Kawabunga.